Jim Rock. Jimmy Jim's podcast, man. I beat it like a creature. She always like my sneakers. These Jordan five pink aces. Let's go. I'm knocking them down, baby, back in the row. He really the one. They already know. Turn on my chains, go put on the show. Giving up gins with my juice. Calling the beers, addicted to ends. Get it back in on whatever I do. We get it in on the day. I get it rocking like this with the A. We really ten toe down on the pay. What's up? We about to see what they say. I'm just hitting anything, man. Yeah, you got to you got to smash the drops for the intro, man. You got to let people know what type of show this is in case they haven't heard before. Um, and apologies ahead of time if my internet is fucking cutting in and out. I don't know what's wrong with it, man. I know it's a problem. Damn, it last, just did it last stream, so. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on, man. It's pissing me off. We got. I don't. I'm not gonna get into it. But anyway, I, I apologize if it's, it's still fucking up. I'm trying to make. We're gonna have to. We got to deal with it this time. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, we back at it, back in full effect for another exciting edition of the Gems and Juice podcast. What is up, y'all? Funny how just a couple weeks ago we were debating taking the Astros out the intro because it was looking like yeah. they were going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. Now they are in the ALCS. Seven times, man. The Rangers, man. Seven times. Yeah. Seven times. Seven times. Like two times more than Booker T was champion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seven times, seven times, seven times, seven times, seven times, seven times, seven times. ALCS. Doesn't matter how it look, Brian. <laughs> ALCS, seven years. So, yes, very excited. Um, Going to be a, a, high, a, a crazy, I think it's about time we put the range in their place, man. I, I'm yeah. really excited about this. I'm really getting sick of uh, all this shit talking. So, yeah, I think it's about time, man. Um, but anyway, we do have a special guest joining us. Um, this man is on the uh, Locked On Texans podcast. He's going to talk a little bit about that with us, as well as, uh, uh, you know, all the stuff we've been talking about this past week that happened in the entertainment and culture and music and whatnot. We're going to talk Drake and Joe Budden, maybe some Will Smith, Jada. That's, that's been popping <laughs> oh up again. Goodness. 
Uh, we got the uh, great John Hickman joining us on the podcast, man. Some po- cross podcast promotion going on. Yeah, yeah, sir. Thank y'all for having me, brothers. I, I, I've been looking forward to this. Shout out to my man Figgy Fig. Yeah, and uh, tonight, honestly, while we, we, we I know we're gonna talk the culture and music. Um, I kind of don't want to talk no sports, honestly. I know we're gonna get into it a little bit, but this is my time while we dropping gems and I'm sipping juice. Yeah, okay? hey. <laughs> y'all see, matter of fact, let me hold it right. You know, when you hold it like this, yeah. it's juice. Yeah, when you hold it like this, yeah, it's juice. I caught him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Look, we're not really a sports podcast. And we just talk some shit on the podcast, but you know, we mainly talk about culture and all that. Uh, but I do, I want to get the, the temperature of the fan base, man, because that's mm. one thing I can't really speak on because I'm not really fo- deep into Texans Twitter. So oh, uh, how, how are the fans feeling after that oh. Falcons game? I know people are very, very, um, uh, very week to week with, with their Texans fandom, man. Sometimes they love them. Sometimes they like get rid of the coach, get rid of the quarterback, get rid of everything. So how's the fan base feeling about C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, especially after this uh, close game against the Falcons where they lost, man? What's the temperature of the fan base right now? Fig, stop me if I'm wrong too, man. But I think right now fans are still kind of hot, right? And, and, and I mean, they have a reason to be. You know, the last couple of years, you got Davis Mills, Tyrod Taylor, Jeff Driscoll, Kyle Allen, uh, you, you, you had Pep Hamilton, you had Tim Kelly, you had David Cully, you had Brian Gain at one point, you had Jack Easterby, the youth pastor that nobody trusts. You had a bunch of shit. Oh, I can curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit going on uh, with this franchise. But now you look at it, you got two wins early in the season for Houston, like the last couple of seasons. They would get a, a win early. I think he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then they wouldn't get another win until later in the season. They got two in a row, putting up 30, put scoring points. And I think a lot of people with sense, at least, a lot of motherfuckers ain't got no sense, but a lot of folks with sense, they saw last week as a game where you saw them go down and score at the last, you know, last little minute. They was competitive. The defense, I think, just got tired when you look at the last drive. But overall, I think fans are hot right now. And, and, and I'm curious to see, Figo, are you going to be in the game Sunday at the NRG? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be there for a little bit. I ain't going to stay Because I got to get out there and tailgate with you before Yeah, baby. yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Yeah, come through. I think a lot of fans right now are just hot, man. They, they, they got a reason to, you know, act a ass and talk their shit. So, like at NRG, apparently. <laughs> yes, right. And you got to listen. I've been telling everybody, please don't let no 504. Who that nation Saints come marching it's, in? And hey, family. I'm hey, I'm a little nervous, man. People be sleeping on New Orleans fans, man. They be the coming too deep. They here already. That, that's 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 the thing, man. They live here. They <laughs> know, live here. They got families here. Yeah, they they've been here since Katrina. Here. Yeah, they've been here since Katrina. They yeah. they ain't they ain't switch over to the Texans. So so yeah, man. <laughs> I think fans are hot, man, and and honestly. Uh, you know, figures around the you know fans a lot at the station over at 16, and I'm not sure how many Texan fans you come across on a daily, but covering this team, being around this team, and I'm not a fan, like a fanatic of the Houston Texans, and I want to see them do good, but it feels good to see them boys have a reason to go out there and goddamn celebrate. It feels good to see them boys say, man. I got a quarterback who right now, can you name me five quarterbacks playing this, playing better than C.J. Stroud? Hell no. Nah. 
you got a coach that you believe in. It ain't David Cully or, or Lovey Smith. You, you got, I mean, Nick Casario, he's he kind of lukewarm right now, but you have a reason to. And whenever folks got reasons to, man, they kind of show out. And I, I love the energy for those guys because the last three years, Deshaun leaving them, how he's leaving them. He's leaving another organization too right now. Yeah, we're going to get to uh, he's that. He's on massage <laughs> patrol. Um, everything that's been going on, I'm happy that Houston Texans fans have a reason to celebrate and support their team. Yeah, man, I agree. I think uh, we talked about that on the podcast before, man. I feel like um, uh, the Deshaun Watson thing really divided the fan base, man. Um, when when people uh, uh, people picked a side when it came to that, and uh, uh, especially with the firing two black quarter uh, black head coaches back to back, people were hot about that. So there's a lot of stuff with this team that just seemed to divide the fan base, man. The the Lovey Smith. Winning that last game that knocked the Texans down in the draft, everybody was heated about that. So it's good to see every the good vibes come back, man. I'm very excited. Uh, who do you have in this Saints game, though, man? Who do you think is going to take it? I got Houston rolling with the home team, man. Uh, and by the way, I love. Listen, I, I wish I could show it on my camera, but I got a picture of DJ Screw the Legend right here in my okay. corner. I loved y'all intro. Like I'm, Houston. Oh, yeah. I'm Houston to the heart, man. So, God damn it, I love this, but I'm going to roll with Houston, man. I think, uh, I think the Saints got a tough defense, man. They got a very tough defense. I ain't gonna slack on them or, you know, act like they don't exist. But, you know, I'm gonna believe in God, and uh, I believe in CJ Stroud, man. I, I think that young man, he was a guy that, from what I heard. When Pep Hamilton and everything was still going on last year, they was already targeting CJ. And everything just kind of played out in the Texans' favor. Uh, Carolina jumping up to go get Bryce Young and the S2 scores, whatever the, whatever they want to hold against that young man. Everything worked. David Cutler, not David Cutler, Lovey Smith and that fourth and 20 and Davis Mills at Hail Mary and the two-point conversion. I ain't never seen Davis Mills pull no shit off like that. So everything worked in Houston's favor for them to get CJ Stroud, I got a lot of faith in that young man just as a football player, more so as a young man. I'm rolling with him 24-23, Houston over New Orleans. Okay, close game, close game. Close game. I got you. Very close I got game. you, though, man. Um, so, yeah, uh, one thing I like, and uh, kind of to round out, I guess, the Texans talk, um, I like to end the uh, the bad vibe about the past and people trying to point fingers and saying, like, Oh, did you didn't want CJ Stroud before? Oh, you was a Bryce Young fan before. We have people in our chat come through, talk <laughs> and yeah. point fingers and and act like and, and still be mad about the past, man. Still yeah. be mad at that we got some people did want CJ Stroud. We wanted Bryce, the number one pick. Uh, can, can we call a truce between the fan base on that? Can we just start new? Can, can, can you help us call for that, man? Because we're still oh, getting shit. some bad vibes in this fan base. Fig, I hope, I, Fig, I hope so, man. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. But Fig, you know, we how many times we had to sit here and say to ourselves scrolling on Twitter, I know y'all motherfuckers still don't want Davis Mills out on that field. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that man. too, that yeah. too. It, so, that that too. was the worst thing. So a lot of people wanted Bryce, and we knew we gonna wasn't going to get Bryce, but a lot of people didn't want a quarterback. And I did not understand that. I'm like, look, I wanted Bryce too, but I was, I'm an Ohio State guy, so I could be a little biased, but I was perfectly fine with CJ Stroud 
I felt like that was one and one A. I, yeah. I, I ain't feel like that was a big drop off or reach. Yeah, man. And I, everybody was like, no, I'll trade back and get more picks. Trade back and get more picks. I'm like, that's crazy to me. That was crazy to me. That was insane to me. Yeah. I'm like, get the best quarterback right there, man. He's right there. I saw there. some folks say tank for Caleb for next year. And I'm like, man, are y'all yeah. watching? Tra- trade back trade back and get more picks. And then uh, get the number one pick and get Caleb Williams. It's just like, what? How do you, like, I don't like that type of planning. Uh, planning on a quarterback two years from now. Like, I'm competitive, though, happen. man. I, I don't want to purposely go out there. Like, if I'm the Broncos, I understand. Yeah, now I'm going to take my season. But yeah. going into the season, I want to get some dubs, man. These these players don't play the game to purposely lose, especially yeah. football. NBA, you can get away with that shit. NFL, the lifespan on it is so short. So they're not going out there sacrificing their mind and body to purposely tank. <laughs> so now we used to see those people... Tank for uh, tank for Caleb the following year. Give Mills another shot. Or I used to think to myself, some of y'all are ass hurt still because Deshaun Watson left y'all, but some of y'all can't be watching football for real. <laughs> and so I'm gonna call it the truth. So I was a guy that from the jump, I was scared of Bryce Young's height, and I always have loved the accuracy of C.J. Stroud. And once he walked out of that Georgia game, even with a loss. And everybody was able to see national TV. He was not a statue in their pocket. He was my QB one. Okay. And so okay. yeah. it worked out for the franchise. Top five quarterback in the NFL right now, in terms of you know passing yards and everything. There shouldn't be any more discussion. Houston won. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. I agree. With that, with that being said, let's call it the truth. The Civil War with the fan base got to end, man. We gotta got move to move on. We are looking good. Yeah. And we just got to keep moving, man. Look, man. It could be worse. You could be paying uh, Russell Wilson a bunch of money. That's true. Yeah. Or you you could be having Zach Wilson or my favorite team. Mac Jones could be a quarterback. And you could be looking at that type of offense, a team that ain't scored in 38 drive. So y'all got to be happy because I'm going through it. Yeah, you you could have you could have gave up draft picks for Sean Payton, man. Anything oh could have happened. God. That would have been nasty. <laughs> that would have been nasty. Yeah, no, I agree, man. We need to move on. Look, it's over. Like a lot of people was wrong. Just stop, wrong. stop showing receipts, man. We good. So let's just stay on the positive vibe at this point. <laughs> I agree, man. So that 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 pretty much all we got to cover with the Texans, man. I know uh, y'all y'all go in depth with it, but. We're going to have some fun on the podcast, man. We got to talk about um, some of the things that happened this week, uh, some of the controversies and whatnot in the music game. Um, First off, we got to ask you, man, what was your opinion of the new Drake album for all the dogs? Mm. I'm talking about the Fat D album? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, real. Let me just. We're going to have fun in that, right? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Better than now, me. To be I, fair, he did represent for Houston with that DJ Screw little interlude thing. So, so we can't be too that. hard on him. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm going to be hard on him because I thought, okay, so I've been in Houston pretty much my whole life. When I say I'm Houston, I'm, I'm Houston. I didn't like that. Mm. I thought that was Why? a... Um, I thought that was a... Um, how can I put it without getting too bad on here? I thought that was... Pandering. I thought that was pandering a lot, man. I thought like it served no real purpose. So like on Certified Lover Boy, TSU, how he mixed that song up, I, that was perfect. 
But here, I feel like it was just to throw that in there. It, it, it didn't serve no purpose. And when I listened to that album all the way up until that point, I kind of was like, why, why the fuck is this here? It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. But when I look at that album, 23 songs, out of those 23 songs, I only like four songs. And that fourth song is me forcing myself to like Rich Baby Daddy. <laughs> and I'm waiting to see what Rich Baby Daddy does. That's a good song. When, when the, when the, okay, so am I alone? Yeah, like, hey, I'm, I'm waiting to see what hey, Rich Baby you, Daddy does. I'm when a, night out. Hey, I'm a big sexy red fan, man. I ain't gonna lie. I, like, I'm, 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 I'm part of the bandwagon at this point. Ski. <laughs> so I listen. I thought, uh, I thought that I can't wait to see what that does. Like, if I'm at the address, it's kind of dim outside. Everybody got drinks in them, and, if, and, if, and that song dropped. I want to see what that energy brings. But for Drake to be as good of great of an artist he's been since 08 till now, um, four out of 23 is bad. It's terrible. And when I listened to the album, and, and, and I was so shocked, honestly, I listened to the album a couple of times because I, I kept thinking to myself, there's no way this album is that bad. But as I continued to listen, I, I felt like, and it goes back to her loss for me, I felt like the, the album and the songs were childish. I felt like it was lacking substance. And I'm not looking for like a Dr. Umar verse. I ain't I'm not looking for no pan-Africanism. <laughs> but I am, you're a father now. You've had an opportunity to experience different relationships. But it seems like it goes back to I got the money and your other dude ain't ain't doing it like how I'm doing. It, it seems to go back to and, and all of those features, how many kids was on that album? Like you look, look y'all, he's, he's he's younger than Drake, like a decade younger than Drake, like 21 or sexy red or yeed yeah. or like uh my, my man out of Beaumont, Tis No Touchdown. Amen is one of the songs that I actually literally love, though. It felt like it was just kind of very childish, no growth. And repetitive, and, and not necessarily repetitive on the album. Because I have a very good friend, we talk music all the time. And after her loss, I was like, "Bro, not only do I not have any expectations, I actually have low expectations." And when this album came out, it just was a confirmation that for me in my life right now, what Drake is rapping about, I can't get down to it. I can't get jiggy with. It. I and honestly, I thought the shit was ass. I, and he's a great artist. Drake is an He's an artist that, and I want to hear y'all take, like, I think Drake's best album, in my opinion, was Views. Because I thought Views gave you, aside of Views, nothing was the same. But I thought Views gave you the outlook of a relationship in that moment with all of my let's just be friends. That's how the album starts. All of my let's just be friends are friends I don't have anymore. And then throughout that album, you get the child's play. And then you get the, you know, one dance and control it. So it was... Views was mixing master perfectly, but it was in that time frame, it was a growing with you type of album. I feel like this album was something that if I was 10 or so years ago, I probably would like. It's not growing with me. There's no growth there. And I, I continue to listen to it to see if I'm missing something. But when you say something like, uh, I feel like I'm Bob because you're one of the guys. Or um, we in a club with your gay friends, but I make sure that you fly straight. And this is not no shot to nobody, but when you give that type of bar, it's kind of like, what the 
fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You're almost 40. Yeah, Rocket That's... Rocket actually broke down the uh, 8 a.m. in Charlotte. <laughs> I, I actually like... Look, I actually like the song. Did you like it because of the production? That's probably why. That's probably why. But that production. He, that's why. I, that's one of my four. Yeah. But I, I love the production so much. I'm like, me too. Did his thing me too. This. I didn't realize it until Rocket pointed it out, and he pointed. What was a couple lines he said? Dog. He said, uh, "I say we got to talk about us." I feel like Jordan Peele. He also said on that tell album, "I'm getting under your skin like an orange peel." Orange peel. He also said, me and the mob, we like a sister with, a fine sister family with cousins. We all bad. What the fuck are you talking about? We like a, what do you say? Like, it, was, it was, it's like. I, I'm in and out of Houston hobby so much, I'm a hobbyist. Hobbyist, what? Uh, oh, this what is the, the worst fuck? one. This is the worst one. Savage got a green card straight out the consulate. Where I go, you go, brother. We Yugoslavian. That's, that's bad. <laughs> so many checks owed. I feel Czechoslovakian. What the fuck? And he, and he ended off with it. What the fuck? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. What the fuck did you just say, man? Oh man. It was. I thought it was bad, man. And I and I, I see a lot of people defending it. But Fig, you know this, man. I'm finna have a a child for the mm. first time. I'm married now. A lot of things in life are just progressing in a way that. I personally have always wanted them to progress. And so when I listen to an artist that I've grown with, like 2008, 2009, what was that Room of Improvement so far gone around that time? Yeah. So I'm I'm in my I'm senior year. So from senior year to now, whatever Drake has dropped, I've been there. And it seems like I would go back to Dark Demo Taint, Dark Demo Lane tapes. I liked that album, but since then it's kind of been like a slow decline of childish lyrics, repetitiveness. A girl broke your heart, so now you're acting out. Uh, even on her loss, that song that opened up the the album, uh, <clears throat> "Don't Call Me." It sounded like you were pouting in a big house, and you were mad that nobody wanted to come spend a night with you, like a childish kid. And so. I was disappointed in Drake, man. I thought this was his last effort to uh, bounce back. And for him to say, for all the dogs, Fat D, um, pause. I, I thought that if that was your effort, then that just shows where you are musically now. And I hate to say it, but he is washed. Mm. He is washed. I'm talking about back in the days, um, Southern South washing clothes outside type of wash. You need to be pinned up on the clothing line type of wash. That album was ass. Now, I've seen that. I mean, to be honest, your your take is pretty much what I've see, been, seen on social media, um, what's kind of been echoed on podcasts. Even people who like the uh, the album have admitted, like, his, his content is getting old. It's getting kind of weird for a 36, almost 37-year-old man to talk like this. Um, so yeah, I've seen, I'm, I'm surprised it started with this album, honestly, because, um, I was thinking this way back when Certified Loverboy dropped. Yeah. I was like, Drake has nothing interesting to say anymore. It's all, he's making the same song over and over again, but that album was number one for months. It yeah. did huge numbers. Do, so I'm like, yeah. I guess I don't get it. Yeah. I want, do, do y'all feel like he, at this point, just chart chasing because he brung Absolutely. up the whole... You know, Absolutely. one more from Mike and all this other stuff. So it seemed like he just focused on the charts at this point. So shout out to my boy Cody Davis, man, who I co-host on Texan Wins. 
Michael Texas with. He is the biggest Michael Jackson fan I know. And he reminds me constantly because we have our music conversations. And it's hard for people to track what Michael Jackson actually did because of the amount of albums he sold. And back then, Fig, how old are you? I'm 35, just turned 35. 35. Ryan, how old are you? 36. 36. I'm 31. Back when you had to actually go, Mr. Goody, the store. Best Buy, yep. walk to the store to spend your $11.99, $12.80 on an album, right? So Mike, Mike in this era would be, if, a, if you went diamond back then, I don't think there's nothing they can say for you now. Uh, so I definitely think he's chart chasing. And on top of that, I'm going to take it a step further because when I say I love Houston, I really do love Houston. And Megan Thee Stallion is one of, you know, one of our queens. I don't like how he's been conducting himself with women, but mainly Megan Thee Stallion. It just comes off as I'm hurt. And the only way I could show that I'm hurt is to lash out. I thought he's been very childish in, with that area as well. So everything we've been seeing out of Drake, the bow wrist in the hair, the the different accents, the, uh, <laughs> uh, the 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 painted nails now, and everything like you don't know which Drake you're getting. I think all of that has been said in his music throughout the last three albums, and I think for all the dogs because it was supposed to be the album of redemption. It was no, this is just who he is right now. It, this is who he was on Certified Lover Boy. But there were some songs on that album that I really did like. I love Pipe Down. I love TSU. Like, he went on a very good run on that album. This is who he was on her loss, right? But this is just who he is. And we got to accept it for what it is and move on. But the music isn't there. The disrespect to the women is is, is showing. Uh, the weirdness is showing. I, it's just a weird cat right now, man. I'm I'm, I'm comfortable saying that. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of what happens when you grow up like he did and then turn into a like a mob boss. So <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Smoking Aces? A long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. He reminds me of Buddy Israel on that. Uh, <laughs> with, um yeah, he that's what he reminds me of, honestly. And uh I hope he gets, you know, what he's looking for and you know, step away from music like he said he was, get his mind right. But his latest efforts have been piss poor. Yeah, it's it's funny you said that too. The uh, the whole childish thing because I did not expect him to go at Joe Budden like how you been going at Joe Budden because yeah. it seemed like that really hurt him. And so we, we got to talk about that. We yeah. got to yeah get that down too. Um, so Joe Budden, uh, for people who haven't seen it yet, uh, Joe Budden ha was on his podcast breaking down the album, and from what I understand, he was mostly positive about the album. He liked the album. But he did go on a rant basically saying the same things that we just said about why are you 36 still hanging around these kids? Why are you still making the same songs? Why are you messing with these young girls? And it's all referencing things he talked about in the album. It wasn't like a personal attack about things that only Joe knew. So yeah. uh, for yeah. some reason, Drake took this criticism. Usually he does not mention names. He doesn't really go at people like that but he went at joe he wrote a long ass essay a uh something he could have turned in as an english paper in high school <laughs> a long instagram comment uh breaking down joe button saying that he was a failure at music and and people nobody listened to what he has to say because he failed and he quit 
Um, that honestly so, could have been a damn verse on the album. I probably would have yeah. respected the album a little bit if he put that in verse form. That was last, a, yeah. <laughs> the last line was kind of cold when he said, uh, I, uh, "Number one, I'm sick of Drake talking about his fucking jet." Yeah. Overall, like we get you own a jet, dog. Enough. He mentioned that shit in every song and everything he do. But in the last bar was kind of cold when he said, I, "I own a 757." Uh, you you fly first class uh, on special occasions and have a nice quaint home in a nine five whatever the fuck New Jersey area code. <laughs> so uh, this has kind of sparked a whole debate about music criticism and whether it's fair or not. Whether Joe Budden went too far, whether Drake got too sensitive. You know, Birdman chimed in too. I think Jay Prince said yeah. something. The whole Avengers of Drake. Yeah, showed up. They, they pretty Joe, much uh, looking for Joe Budden at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so, so, what do y'all think about what Joe Budden said? Do you think it's fair criticism, or do you think, uh, or do you think Drake has a point, or do you think he's just when he got too sensitive over it? What do you think? If Kobe would criticize LeBron, will we will we kind of look at that situation and say? Okay. Well, back when Kobe actually did kind of say Le- LeBron needs to kind of be more aggressive back in that, that first year in Miami, and everybody was kind of like, yeah, he's right. And we would say that because we've heard LeBron say, yeah, he's looked up to Kobe. That's on. That's a record. That's a fact. We've heard Drake say, I tried to rap like you. I've looked up to you, Joe Budden. Joe, like, we've heard Drake give Joe Budden his praise. And on top of that, just how I started off saying I was I'm a big Drake fan because I still go back and listen to his old music and I love it. Joe Budden has been one of the few rappers to openly, consistently say how much he is a Drake fan. He's a stan. He's a stan. Actually, he's yes. Stan. Like even when he, he did couldn't wait for that album. Glasses, he was like, "No, nah, I know he's sending shots in my head, but this is the one." When did we get so far away? When when. Constructive criticism, constructive criticism from our peers is deemed as too much. Like I thought, what Drake did was just too much. It was. I thought it was a sensitive response. I thought that Joe was just a mouth, the mouthpiece for everybody that was listening to that album. And the fact is, this isn't a good album. The production is great, but your performance on it was bad. And for Drake to go that far, I think it shows how out of touch he is with real people. Um, I did like the they didn't hang your jersey up. You're not Kobe. I did like that line. In the <laughs> and then nobody remember fire. your number. Yeah. I thought that was fire. But for Drake to say that, you remember his number because you told this man on camera how big of a fan you were and how you emulated rapping like him. So you remember if any no if nobody else remembers, you remember mood music. You remember them verses Joe was doing. You remember because you said it. This and for everybody to come after Drake is a grown man. He should be able to fight his own battles by himself. Uh, and if you feel his, his dad got involved too, which is pretty yeah, funny. Come on, yes. man. Are we, he's, he's almost forty. What are we doing? You shouldn't be able to go out there and always have to fight for him. And, and, and uh, I just don't agree with that. I don't. If somebody gave me constructive criticism, I'm taking it. Learn how I can get better, especially if it's one of my peers. Especially if that was somebody that said, "Hey, man, I like your show," or I like what you do, but it always seems like when it comes to him, some hiding and protecting going on, and stop sending shots at everybody else but Pusha T. Yeah, 
That's my last one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> to, to be fair, he's he sent plenty of shots at Pusha T after the fact, but he never officially responded on Wax. So, like, it's and as far as a diss song goes, so he lost that one. He admits he lost that one. Uh, Figgy, what are your thoughts about this, man? What do you think about this Joe Budden Drake thing, man? Yeah, I, look, man, I kind of uh, I side with Joe Budden because I know Joe Budden is a big fan of Drake. He ain't. I, I, he was never like a Drake hater that just want to hate on anything he do. If he was, then I I would just be like, oh, he's just a a, a a Drake hater. But this dude was excited about the album. This dude was pumping that album up for about <laughs> two months, and the album came out, and that's how he felt about the album. I'm just. It was it was a little embarrassing to me, man, that Drake and everybody was coming after him because of his opinion on the damn album. I I thought that was wild, man. Um, to me, I just don't understand. Like, why why are we so upset about him saying, you know, this album? Why are you still rapping like this? I just ain't get that. I feel like Drake is. Um, like with his music, I feel like he a little bored. I don't. I guess he bored, and I feel like he a little uh, chart chasing a little bit. So um, I think Joe kind of called that out a little bit, man. It's just look, man. He Drake is what thirty six, thirty seven, or something like that. Almost forty. Almost forty. To me, he he. He's He's thir- oh, I'm thirty six, man. Let's not say almost forty. Yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm almost 35. Once you get past 30, you're yeah. almost 35. You're always almost 40, man. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a couple more years. Yeah. But um, Drake, honestly, and I'm going to make this comparison between Drake and this other artist. And um, he kind of remind me of Nicki Minaj a little bit. Where, where she got to a point, like, she was on fire. You know she was on fire, especially with the female artists. Mm-hmm. And, and she, she got to the she got to the point where she was making the same stuff, and I think people start getting a little irritated with that. And you know, Drake numbers ain't going down because you know he still go number one all the time. But she was going to her numbers was going down, and I felt like she never really grew up. She was you know she was I think she about forty right now. But she was rapping about the same stuff. And it's like, man, these barbs are grown now. Yeah, man. They don't want to talk. And some of them got some of them got mental illness too. You say something <laughs> yeah. bad about Nicki Minaj. It's like they, a wave of them come out of nowhere. They do. And Nicki Minaj needs to stop sending her husband out to do crazy stuff. Yeah. And yeah. see, she kind of yeah. doing it. And, and see, she's doing the same thing Drake doing on the lower level. It's like as soon as somebody says something or one of these rappers she did a, a remix with, do another song with a rapper, then she she unfollowed them and all the Cardi B BS. It's just like, man, like, you are grown. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a Nicki Minaj fan. I, I like Nicki Minaj. I actually like her a little more as she got older because, uh, you know, I kind of respect what she do after seeing other female artists where I'm like, though, mm. back in the day, like, I, I ain't really get, you know, I wasn't familiar with your game type deal. But, um... At some point, you got to grow up a little bit, man. Jay Z, Jay Z had to come into Jesus moment too, man. And yeah. he dropped four, four, four. He, he right. He let it right, all right, go. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, Nas. You know, he had his moment too, where he, you know, he he got on his grown man stuff. So I just think Drake needs to get in his grown man stuff, man. 
Like I think I think we are we are growing up and we're kind of tired of the same old stuff he was talking about 10, 15 years ago. But do you fault an artist because I think anything in competition, you're gonna have your like your your golden artists, right? You're gonna have the artists or sport or athletes, whatever that. LeBron is in year 21, but you're still gonna hold him to a high regard. Mm-hmm. But but with Drake, Drake, I don't think is just an artist anymore. He like if I would compare him to the NBA, he's like the association. He's he's like the NBA, not just a player. So do you fault Drake for saying, you know what? This is still a young man's game. Rap has always been a young man's game. I love the run that Nas is on right now. I think Killer Mike has the rap album of the year. But even with rap sales going down, a lot of people are going to say they listen to Gunna. A lot of people are going to say like a lot of the younger artists got their ear more than the artists that maybe I'm listening to. So do you fault Drake for saying, okay, let me go hang with Lil Yachty, which is weird. Or let me go, you know, make sure 21. Do you fault him for doing that because he wants to continue to stay young? I do, to be honest, man, because J. Cole does it and he's be, still giving you bars. And 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 see, that's my point too, because people that was in his class, they grew up for what it's worth. They, you know, J. Cole kind of got on this grown man type stuff where he wasn't rapping about all of that stuff that he used to rap about back in the day. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, he he made an album exactly how he wanted to make it. He didn't try to play these numbers games and chart games and all that stuff. He got to a point where I'm doing whatever I want. J. Cole got to a point where, hey, I'm doing whatever I want. Hell, I would I would even say somebody like a Big Sean. Big Sean kind of got to the point where I'm doing whatever I want. I'm not playing these number industry games. It seemed like Drake is feel like he still have to do that. And I feel like he don't. I feel I feel like he a big enough artist where he can move the way he wanna do. He wanna move. But he's he feel like he still gotta get a song with Sexy Red, even though it's fire. <laughs> even though it's cool. I'm, I'm pushing for that one. I That's like the it. one. I like it. But you say sexy red, I'm I'm you know, but I think about Drake. I think he so We've all lived a life. We all have a friend at some point in our life where it just seems like, damn, bro, you still in the club? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's what I'm seeing from Drake now. Like, hey, bro, why are you hanging around? Like, that was my partner. Like, why are you hanging around? You know what I'm saying? Why are you doing this? You don't have to. You should be past that. But that's his comfort level. And I think for Drake, the money, the women, the, uh, the, the the weirdness too, to being able to do whatever you want and spend on it. That's his comfort level. And I'm hoping when he takes his time off, that allows him to grow as a person. Hopefully we'll see. But I look at him as a guy that's just like, hey, why the fuck are you still in the goddamn club? Yeah, and and to be honest, that, that was my take when, because um, the thing that got Jake tight about Joe Budden. I don't think he would have cared if Joe just said he didn't like the album, he didn't like how it sounded, or whatever. Um, the thing that got Drake tight is that he called him old. You know, <laughs> that's what gets him tight, because you could tell that that struck a nerve, because I'm sure somewhere he's asking himself that, too. He 
he's been in rooms with these young artists and realized he's the OG now, you know, and I'm sure he's looking like, when did this happen? So the, the thing is they called him old and insinuated that, you know, even though he's, he said 25 year old girls on the album, that <laughs> something was being insinuated when Joe said that, you know, a kind of culture we're in right now. And people take these things and call you predators for that. So he took offense to that as well. But the thing about Drake, he's entering that awkward stage for a rapper. You know, the the um, getting to 40 and still you're one of the best selling people out. Jay-Z went through that, man. I'm a Jay-Z stan. I think he's the best to ever do it. He went through a very awkward early to mid 40s stage where he was still trying to get played in the club. Oh my gosh. Making awful records like 40s, the new 20s. Oh, 30s, <laughs> 30s, the new 20s. <laughs> but like a, no. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He, yeah. Making, he, trying to make dance songs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He went through a stage where, hey, button ups are cool, guys. I'm on that yeah, grown man type yeah. stuff. When he dropped that, because that was Kingdom Come, right? Uh, uh, no, nah, that was Black Album. When he said, I don't wear jerseys on 30 plus. Give me a fresh pair of jeans, nigga, button ups or whatever. Yeah, that was, um, Black, that was Black Album. Album. Yeah. So what did he say on? Uh, because he did a song like that with uh, on, on Kingdom Come too. He yeah. did. Uh, yeah. I don't pop Molly. I rock Tom Ford. On no, but that was yeah. That, that was, was on. Uh, yeah, but the Magna that was part of Holy Grail. Yeah, because Change Clothes was on the Black Album. And Ooh. that's Change Clothes was on the Black Album. Change Clothes on Black Album. And that's I think when the you song you're talking about is on Kingdom Come. Could no 40s yeah 40s and new 20 was on kingdom come for sure i was and in the ninth grade when they came out man yeah that that I'm was a huge no disappointment yeah that that was that was a bad album man that yeah. that especially the the comeback from the so-called retirement but yeah. the point is like drake is going through that era that age where you know he, here's the truth man when you're super rich like him you don't never really have to grow up you don't and that's the issue. He's not going to make relatable music for us grown people, honestly. Um, Damn. But he did. I, when he was younger and, and like he made more, I guess, real music because he still felt like mm. a real person who was going through it. But mm. he, he ain't never going to have a financial problem. He's not going to have anything relatable to us anymore. Like, for example, I love Michael Jackson, but he as a grown man, built an entire amusement park in his fucking backyard, man. Like, that's what being rich does to you. You can do whatever you want. You can buy a jet. You can do whatever you want as a rich person. So Drake is trying to figure out, you know, how the criticism is getting to him. He has to figure out, like, how he can maneuver and still be hot because Ultimately, he's more of a pop star to me than he yeah, is he like is. a real rapper. He is. He is. So he he like you said, he bases his brand on being number one, selling a bunch of records, getting more Billboard number ones than Michael Jackson. Things like that are what he prides himself on, and he needs the youth for that. That's true. Because yeah, that's older true. he people, attaches himself to the youth. He does because you need that to go number one. For let's be honest, man, we can all consume music, but the young, the kids in high school are the ones with the AirPods in their ear 24-7. Yeah. Streaming the same albums. That's why young boys yeah. always go number one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I gotta take no mine out sometime. What you said? What 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 the fuck? I can't I gotta take mine out sometime. They don't take theirs out at all. Yeah. They don't. They, 
Anything they do, they listening to yeah. NBA Youngboy, man. Yeah. That's why he goes number one, and people still don't know who he is if you over 40. <laughs> so you need the youth to sell a lot in this age of streaming. And he needs that. He's got to figure out. It's got to get to a point where he's basically semi-retired to make like more somber, non-pop music. And he's teased at doing like some kind of exit, a graceful exit. And he might go like on a Jay-Z type thing where he just drops once every few years and just drops a whatever he wants to make. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's but I think he just kind of maxed out his his you know attention and, and clout while he still has it. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping will happen on you know when he take his time off. Maybe he have a coming to Jesus moment and he can just kind of come Born out and Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I just <laughs> <laughs> look, I to be coming to Birdman moment. Yeah, or coming to Birdman. Moment, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, no, you can't make that type of music. You need to make these music for the 25-year-olds. <laughs> Remember, we were, we like sisters and fine bitches. We uh, all back. You, you signed that contract. <laughs> it's for life. <laughs> we touch blood. We, we touch blood together. <laughs> we, we kissed. <laughs> so you in this forever. Nah, yeah. but but yeah, I think, I think man, like, like I said, I look at J. Cole. And how he kind of took a step back, and whenever he come out with something, it's on his own terms. Mm-hmm. I feel like Drake, look, Drake, Drake can do that. He can put out a full-blown rap album, mature rap album, if he want to. And I feel like people will eat that up. I feel like I people will be all about that. And to that, okay, Certified Lover Boy, I thought Pipe Down was, was one of them songs. I also thought... Champagne Poetry was one of them songs. Uh, people kill me for this, but I I like the Honestly Nevermind because it was different. But I'm, so I'm not going to count that. But I thought on Her Loss, I thought Middle of the Ocean was one of them songs. I like uh, that, yeah. Going back to Dark Demo Tapes, the last project fully that I really enjoyed the Chicago freestyle would give yeah. me on uh, the when to say when uh, I'm outside. So I felt like he took you through on that album the maturity and still having the balance of like at times you still want to kind of go, you know, be young or whatever. He still can make those songs. The effort of how can I put this? Like, I think it's just easier for him to work with Lil Yachty. To make some bullshit, yeah. But I, I think he just, I think he just want to stay on the charts, man. I think yeah. that's very important to him. And, and to the point about J Cole, I never realized until it was pointed out, J Cole has never had a number one hit. Mm. He almost, he's about Damn. to maybe with this Drake song, but now it's it might get beat artist. out by the Yeet song, and it might not hit number one. Last yeah. I checked. Is that the one with so, the money for fun? Is that is that the yeast? The, the, the yeet is uh I don't give a fuck. I do what I want. That I that count the money for fun. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's terrible. And, and I thought it was okay. I thought it was, I, I kind of fuck with yeet in a weird kind of I don't know his music. Is, it's, it's okay to me. I, I kind of fuck with. Lil, I ain't gonna say kind of. I fuck with Lil Yachty. I, I I thought Lil Yachty's verse on the um, J Cole song. 
I thought he I, had a I don't fast verse. I don't fast forward <laughs> to the J. Cole I don't part. Fast forward. I listen and to the whole people thing. People kill me when I say this. Y'all, y'all heard the "Part of Me" song with Lottie, with Yachty and Future, right? Yeah. I kind of like Yachty's, like Yachty's verse was tough to me. Mm. I like Yachty. I've been liking Yachty since one night. Yachty is is stuck around somehow. He's stuck I kind of I kind of don't get it. Somehow he's just stuck around, and he's actually managed to be a put together a decent rap career. Yeah, um, then he does some writing too. Like I think he yeah. has some of the hits for uh, City Girls. Yeah, and uh, I think he gets that lane pen wise where I can pin up a song and it fits this artist for this lane. I don't knock Yachty's hustle at all. Yeah. Actually, his, I fuck with Yachty. His last album was actually pretty good. It wasn't even a rap album. Is that the one with like the weird faces and stuff on there? I think so. It's like an alternative uh, album or something. Okay, Fig. See, yeah, next time I see him, give you a hug. I like that album. I I like it too. It was just different. And I was, I think I was fucking with it because it was different, but I kind of like that album. Yeah, no, I liked it too. I was actually surprised. It seemed like he put a lot of effort in this album. It wasn't like a half ass thing. He actually, it seemed like he actually had a band (laughs) with this album. It wasn't no, you know, uh, Fruity Loop. Beats or anything, it was. It sounded really good. That's why you know what I'm glad. That's why I like that album because it felt like, like, it was a live music. Band. Yeah, it was music for real. Like not a lot of the the machines and everything. I like that album, and I thought I was surprised by that album because I, I I didn't know what I was going to expect. I never have no expectations for a Yachty song or album, but I found myself just kind of going back and was like, sonically, I'm 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 jamming it right now. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, see. Uh, I just turned on the uh, the comments part, by the way. So, what up, Matt Wine Chemist on YouTube? Um, see you in the comments. Um, she said Drake's actions outside of music are childish. Why would his music mature if he hasn't? Good Damn. point. That was the point I was making, basically. Like, yeah. if he, when you super rich, you can act like a child forever, you know. So, yeah. why would you and grow then, and change? And then on and top of that, he on top of that, he he got a lot of people around there. Yes, men. Exactly. Yeah, he worked with the same. He been working with the same producers for for so long. He never really branched out, in my opinion. So they gonna they gonna pretty much nod their head, and say yes. Yeah, yeah. They, so ain't they, nobody they, gonna they call. Go around, exactly. Yeah, ain't he nobody gonna call them yes, out man. and say, "Nah, let's do something a little more mature." I don't yeah. think nobody gonna call them out and say that. Can y'all play this Even next? This industry. next comment is is real funny to me because I gotta say it. As soon as I put it up, I'm gonna say what I want to say. Uh, the, freestyle. The, the free oh, Wine Chemist on YouTube also says the freestyle with Central C with the fake Jamaican accent was rough. Combination, <laughs> Combina- <laughs> combination. <laughs> yeah, how was Drake able to get away with this, man? The the Spanish shit on that bad boy. Oh, song, that was the Jamaican, so fucking bad. Yeah. The Jamaican accents, the British accents. How is he able to get away with all this? He's man? an actor. That is cr- Arby Graham playing True. Drake. It's it's cringy the though, man. We've seen man. Like, it's it's cringy <laughs> though, man. Like just imagine somebody else. Imagine a white person imitating us or something like that, man. It it will it will go it will go down on social media if somebody was changing that sense and trying to talk. Like DJ Screw or some shit, man. That Drake was, and, and Chet Hanks hang hangs out. <laughs> well, to be fair, it happened with Iggy Azalea. 
Oh, Iggy yeah. Azalea, who was Australian, oh, who yeah. got on and started rapping like she was Nicki Minaj from Atlanta or something. Yeah. <laughs> I blame T.I. for that. I do, I do too. One of his many crimes. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> that and calling Atlanta Wakanda was uh, got to be top Oh, five. where do we start with him? The little flip beef that he yeah. manufactured and made up out of thin air. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you know Rocket. Because I, I got to go in a little bit. We can talk about that. Rocket do not like T.I. <laughs> nah, at all. I don't. Rocket, you don't like T.I.? No. no. As an artist, strictly as an artist, I'm a fan of T.I. As a person, what I never liked, and a lot of old heads, when I say this, they get mad at me when I say I don't listen or I don't really fuck with Scarface. Because in the midst of that, for anybody to say, Lil Flip isn't from Cloverland was just absurd to me. Everybody passed 59 South. Once you got to the George R. Brown, that side of town, you knew Lil Flip was from Cloverland. And um, for that to go down, I could, I'm never going to remove that from my heart. Uh, Lil Flip is a legend in my eyes. I thought a lot of people don't like Lil Flip because he was the youngest in SUC. And Lil Flip at that time was the youngest and talking the most shit. Like Lil Flip was the one that's letting you know I'm stunting on you. Uh, I can I can talk about this all day, but uh Lil Flip is a legend in my eyes. Um yeah, I, I don't want to take you. I, I can talk about that all day. Like, <laughs> that was just that was insane it's to me. True. It, like you, you're right about the Scarface thing. Scarface was wrong about that. I'm pretty sure he would admit he was wrong about that too, man. Um, that uh, that never sat well with me. That the, the how that old voicemail, that call on his mixtape went down. Um, but yeah, I could talk all day about Ti man. I just don't <laughs> like him. I think he's had a few good songs and a few good albums, but I think he's massively overrated in his impact in southern hip hop. Um, and I, I in general, he's just one of the more corny people to ever come out <laughs> of rap, man. Honestly, everything he does is just ridiculous. Um, he should have stayed in Ant Man and just left the game alone forever. I don't want to see him. <laughs> <laughs> I think hey, he, time, actually, he, he actually did leave Ant Man. Yeah, drugging people around that time. Yeah, I think he actually did leave Ant Man. I think they he did. Yeah, they kicked him out of yeah, the MCU. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't even get to meet Kane. Uh, the King could. Would you meet Kane, Jeezy, or Ti? In, in a battle of what? A versus. Uh, impact. Just, or just who, who's better? Impact from the South. Uh, Jeezy, without a doubt, man. Okay. Like, there's really no... It's hard to tell people who weren't there how big that TM101 album was when it hit, man. It was yeah. almost Get Rich or Die trying level. Like, it really was that for black people. It the was 50 Cent was a bigger mainstream. Yeah, or at least for the South. that Jeezy album sure. was thriller for <laughs> niggas yeah, in the hood. For trap. Yeah. Trap hey, do you music. remember the Camp Band of Snowman shirts where they yeah. was banning the snow? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Where you from, Ryan? Where you, what's... <laughs> I'm from here, man. I'm from Houston, dog. What, what side of town? South side. Southwest. Okay. All right. <laughs> we locked in. Yeah, they, they was banning them Snowman shirts. And I was one of them kids that had one. And, uh, yeah, Jeezy, that, that cultural impact in the South around that time, I got Jeezy. T.I. had an impact, I'm not going to lie. But I also think, uh, I'm not going to name Wayne because Wayne was just different. He was on a different level. But that second wave of Louisiana artists where Boosie and Webby was like tag teaming, that was a different wave of impact culturally because the, them boys, especially Savage Life 1, 
I think that's one of that's our top five debut rap album of all time. Them boys was killing shit. Mm-hmm. No, definitely, man, definitely. Um, Liberty Twitcher asked, I think he was talking about the Yachty album. What yeah, al- what th- album was that, that al- called? That album was called Let's Start Here. Okay, it got a lot of funny, weird faces on there. It looked like yeah. it, it looked like somebody behind the desk, like some politicians, people in suits, and all that stuff. Okay. It's pretty good. It's not a it's not a rap album at all. He's not at rapping all. on there. It's good music though. It is. Yeah. yeah he's trying. He was trying to restart his career. <laughs> I think at that. Point. Yeah, actually, I feel um, like Matt, he should stay in that lane too. <laughs> yeah, I think it's better than him just straight up trying to rap. So I think that's a better lane for him. Um, Mad Wine Chemist also says Ti didn't raise his kids. Him and Tiny sent them to other family members. That's why that kid is so weird. What's his Name King. <laughs> um, with, uh, says, with a bunch of teeth, the kid with a lot of teeth. Yeah, the extra light skinned kid. I, I don't, something's wrong with him. He was bullying the homeless guy or something. I saw some crazy tapes. Kid. I don't know. He's weird. Um, his son talked about them calling them over to come film that TV show. I did just see that recently, too. Yeah. That's a so, weird yeah. family, man. First, y'all, y'all drugging people. Now, y'all <laughs> calling and sending for your kids. Atlanta isn't a real place, though. I'm gonna just say that right now. Like the moment you leave out of Hartsfield, if you've ever seen Chronicles of Narnia, when you go through the closet, and you, you go into like the fairy tale. The that's what Atlanta is. So uh, I, I can see Ti thinking that's okay because in real life that's not cool, but it's not a real place to begin with. So yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Speaking from a tourist perspective, not <laughs> every day because I know people feel that way about Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've never been to Atlanta, so I can't speak on it, but I don't know. It's a, it's a weird energy there in general, especially lately. I don't know what's going on, man. Yeah. Uh, at Lennox Mall. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get. Man, you don't know what you're going to run into. Man, no, I, I I went to Lennox Mall one time, and it seemed like everybody just stares at you. Yeah. And it's like, that's like when, when somebody stared at me. you're not from Atlanta, too. Yeah. So when somebody stared at me, I feel like they want to fight. I feel like mm-hmm. something up, but they just stare at you. <laughs> they just kind of look you up and down, and just stare at you. They don't want to fight or nothing. But man, this is, Atlanta is weird, man. Atlanta's I like weird. I like Atlanta, but it, it is a different place. No, don't get me wrong, man. Yeah. Atlanta. One thing I love about Atlanta, man, they they out there. They are out yeah. there. Listen, they are they and they're beautiful out there too. Yeah. But in terms of living out there for real. I think uh, I'm just I'm I'm too Houston man. Sometimes I like to take my time and slow boogie. And Atlanta's uh, yeah, fast, yeah. So. Atlanta. I was just sm- out there. Not Atlanta too long, a little right? too small too, man. Very small. They don't, yeah. they're kind of packed on top of each other. They, Atlanta reminds me of too, Dallas. It's too crowded. Bit, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Atlanta too crowded. A lot of people just moved to Atlanta. It's just so packed. Yeah, and they don't got like Houston is spread out for real. Atlanta's just out. right there. Yeah. Can I ask y'all a quick question? Yes, what's up? At what point does Will Smith say, you know what? I'm gonna just go back to uh Margie Maggie Roberts. She's she's married now, so he can't. But um <laughs> let, let, let's talk about that because I was gonna get there next, actually. Uh the Will Smith and Jada uh, Pinkett saga is getting more strange. Um she's going on like I guess she's promoting something. I don't know if it's what is she promoting? A, a book or wig. A, she's promoting wigs. Wigs, oh, okay. Okay, the alopecia wigs. All right. Um, <laughs> so she ain't trying out so for G.I. Jane. Been, 
<laughs> what? She ain't trying out for G.I. Jane as Chris Rock yeah, said. G.I. Oh Jane two wigs. I don't know. Man. Kona, Chris Rock was dirty macking a few years ago. Yeah. That's why he got slapped, it seemed like. Maybe, may but then again, they've been separated for... Uh, that's, that's what she said, apparently. She was on interviews and said... She talked about the whole slap thing and what happened. Um, how she was completely surprised he even called her his wife because they hadn't used those terms in a long time. They had been separated for about seven years now, not living together. Um, and she also said that Tupac proposed to her while he was in jail. I don't know how that came up. I just saw that quote. So uh, She decided to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do y'all think about this? Does it make you look at the slap differently? Um, and what do you think about this whole saga between Will Smith and Jada Pinkett? I don't know if we should call her Smith anymore. They ain't, they really ain't married. So <laughs> I guess legally she's still yeah, Will uh, I'm about to say Smith. That, yeah, I don't think they got a divorce. They just separated. Yeah. Pray for Will. That's all. You know, how we, <laughs> we're praying for everybody else. Pray for Will. They said they got separated in 2016. Y'all want to know what movie came out the year before? Focus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, well, Mark, yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Damn. Yeah. Uh, honestly, at this point, why are y'all telling us this shit? Why, Jada, did he hurt you that bad with that white woman that you want to continuously run that man's name through the mud? Why do we didn't need to know that? I, I maybe I'm old school. I kind of look at things like certain shit should either be in house or discussed among certain people. But again, Jada, goddamn, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> we don't need to know this, man. And, and I also feel like right now Will is probably in a space of he's probably doing things for his own happiness. And the life that I live, and you guys, let me know, you know. How, how you feel about this, but through my 31 years, what I learned is once somebody goes through that hurt and get, get through that hurt, and they make it a purpose to find their happiness, the person that is still hurting is going to find every opportunity they can to either mind that person of the hurt and pain, or they're going to continue to hurt, but they're going to lash out. And I think we saw Will go through that process of him filming himself, losing weight and gaining weight. You know, the whole little thing that he was doing at one point. Um, I wish he would have left. Yeah, I wish he would have left it too. And I don't want to limit uh, Miss Robbie to a white woman, but that's a very good looking white woman. And I think I have it. Them pictures that came out with him and, and that lady at the time when they was in the picture booth and Will was pulling this shirt up. I haven't seen Will that happy since uh, him and Neil Long. But I feel like right now Jada's is on a personal lashing out because a lot of this shit is unnecessary information that don't nobody need to know. But y'all two in the therapist or lawyers, and if you feel this strongly about it, just go ahead and, and drop the name Smith, pick up Shakur, go to Cuba, <laughs> be with your man, right? We all believe Tupac is still alive. Go be with your man and, and get it over with. The kids are out the house, and you ain't doing it for the kids. Go find your happiness, because I think at this point, Will Smith is. Now, to be fair, oh, Mad Wine Chemist also says she's promoting a book. So there's that. Um, I guess she's doing her version. Because Will Smith, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a big Ouija board with a bunch of Tupac lyrics on it. Um, but 
I think there's a few assumptions being around. made. I think there are a few assumptions being made there. <laughs> I, I don't think that Jada Pinkett was upset with the Margot. If the Margot Robbie thing happened, I don't think that's what made her upset because you have to remember she was met. She met August Alcina in 2015 as well. So, and there's been rumors even beyond that, way earlier than that, that they had an open marriage. And I feel like they haven't been close husband and wife in probably way more than a decade now. Maybe going on 15 years, they probably haven't really seen each other as husband and wife. It's just been a business arrangement. So, I got to say, man, in these, uh, uh, in these discussions... Uh, I think Will Smith is being let off the hook too much. Mm. He's old enough to make his own decisions, man, I feel. And he can decide to leave if he wanted to leave. You know, I, agree. I, 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 I can't agree. say poor Will Smith. I can't say Jada's terrorized. He's a grown ass man, man. Come on. But do you feel like she is forcing his hand on purpose? I think she's just she's just a very open person and she's telling her version of the truth. You know, I think Will Smith is just more close. I think in general he doesn't like talking about these things. But Jada Pinkett, you y'all know these women who just like yeah. to talk about everything in their life. Yeah. And I think Will Smith is somebody who's way more closeted and guarded. He doesn't like to talk about these things. He had, he had to be dragged to the red table talk when the August Alcina thing happened. You know, so I think he just doesn't like that part. But I think Jada Pink is just somebody who wants to talk about that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll leave it at that. I know you got to go, John Higman. Uh, appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, appreciate all the takes. Uh, appreciate you chiming in on uh, Drake and Joe Budden and the Will Smith thing. Yeah, we got to get you back on sometime soon, man. For sure. Yeah, the door is always open, man. Y'all let me know, man. I, I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy the platform. I enjoy the freeness, the openness, and the conversation of it. Uh, y'all, let me know, man. Cause I, yeah. can, I, 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 you know, this, this, this Jada hey. Smith. Like, wow. I'm sorry. I'm, let me stop. <laughs> hey, that could be his own podcast, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hit me up anytime you want to hop on. If something crazy happened. You say, hey, I, I need to vent, man. The door is always open, man. Hey, don't let me vent. I get two more juices in me. I got some real deals <laughs> to drop, man. Dog we, be right talk, dog, we be talking about everything on this podcast, man. Yeah. It's the craziest thing y'all have talked about. Oh, man. Um, I can't even remember. We said some wild stuff. The relate, I think early on we talked a lot about like sexual stuff, relationships. We kind of cooled off that, but that was also when we had a girl. We had girl co-hosts too, so yeah. we talked a lot about that type of shit. Yeah, we um, actually had somebody that was on a uh, doing the OnlyFans that was yeah. like doing porn. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. And she what's her Twitter name? Yeah, that was kind of crazy. I, I, I think she IG. who hers. I don't even think she. I think she kind of had to change the light. She hit me up kind of randomly. Saying can uh, can we take her interview uh, her her post off of our IG because I don't know if she just got out of the game and trying to get a regular job or what got pregnant yeah she's a teacher now probably <laughs> probably yeah, yeah but um, she told a wild she told a wild story about the wildest things people be hitting her up about and uh, what was I forgot the term what was the term she used that people like to do like scat BDSM no like scat yeah. oh did you we talk. 
We actually talked about, about that. that. Yeah, we actually had a clip I don't even of remember it. that. Oh, yeah. She that? said, yeah. So somebody, um, like Boo people. going on you. Yeah. I think somebody wanted her to like go in the public bathroom, use the bathroom, and they was going to go in the bathroom, get it out the toilet. And somebody wanted to ship it to them and all. It was some wild. Ship it? Like overnight? Somebody wanted to ship it. Ship, the shit? Ship the shit. shit. They want to shit it. Ship the shit. <laughs> I forgot about this, man. <laughs> and that's all. Yeah. We actually, I think we still, I think we still got the interview on the YouTube. If you want to oh, find it, I ain't gonna tell y'all where it's at, but <laughs> subscribe to the YouTube channel and look for it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it was I some, forgot uh, all about that shit, man. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I remember we had her on. I yeah. forgot she said that. Yeah. yeah, that that probably had yeah. to be the wildest thing we had to talk about in the podcast. Man. Yeah, she it's said, probably, "Yeah, want a scat pack next." Yeah, yeah. she said, <laughs> "Yeah, she said somebody wanted overnight." Yeah. I want it quick. Yeah, <laughs> no, my thing is somebody wanted her to use a public bathroom. She walk out and he go in and grab it up and bag it up, and I'm like, "Oh man, that's I don't know. That's a wild fetish." And then do you do you like? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't even like when my wife goes to the bathroom, man. Like I get frustrated. I'm like, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank God we got two, <laughs> two bathrooms. Wild got, world out there, man. Three. A lot of people who are, yeah. <laughs> the, the freaks come out at night, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if you that nasty, you not you not just coming out at night. You would in the middle of the day with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. just, yeah. I don't get anything sexual with using the bathroom, man. I I never understood that. Yeah. So, <laughs> with with that, we are gonna leave you on that note. Yeah. How about that? We are gonna leave you with that to think on. I know. Finish <laughs> that. Finish the rest of that juice. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Hope that ain't brown you sipping on, man. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jesus. We gonna leave it at that. Y'all make sure if you haven't already, make sure to follow John Hickman on the Lockdown Texans podcast, man. Get all your Texans breakdowns. Talk about the team, all the stuff y'all want us to talk about. All yeah. podcasts we don't. I surprise. <laughs> usually, they, usually, man. Usually, we get a lot of uh, six ten listeners invading and be like, "Hey, what about what y'all said yeah. earlier on the Zoom?" And they want us to talk about what John and Landry said. <laughs> Why did Landry say this? Is Miguel, I'm talking about Miguel. He's not here now. He always wants us to explain what Landry said during the week. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't know. <laughs> So y'all check out Locked On Texans podcast. Great podcast. Get all your breakdowns about the team and whatnot. We definitely going to have you again on the show. Just talk some shit and uh, music and whatnot and culture. Really appreciate having you on, man. Make sure you follow that man on Twitter as well. Uh, I think it's John underscore Hickman, right? Underscore Hickman 12. Yeah, 12. It's on. I call it Twitter. I don't give a fuck about X. It ain't X to me, man. That shit's <laughs> so follow him on Twitter.com. Um, and yeah, we appreciate having you on, man. We definitely gonna do it again sometime. Absolutely, thank y'all for having me. Y'all have a blessed evening. I think J Rock is coming to save rap, and that's my okay. last thing. <laughs> Boom, Ace. Ace. <laughs> <laughs> Dre Eagle said, Y'all niggas, the, the 16 customer. Wait, are you 
Wait, I gotta check this profile. Okay. Nah, he, 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 yeah, you he one of us. You one of us. Y'all niggas, the six ten customer call center. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's, sometimes it feels like that. Um, and yeah, I get it, man. A lot yeah. of six ten fans listen to this station. They hear Figgy. They know he's on there, and they want us to talk about things that happen on the station. Yeah. But me personally, I never know what they're talking about, man, because I, I don't. I'm not plugged in the six ten twenty four seven. He says, nah, I'm black. Okay, yeah. he's making sure, nah. man. I, hey, I was like, hey, wait a minute, Hey, hey side note. Um, so we was talking about the Drake album and the, um, the 8 a.m. in Charlotte. And I, mm-hmm. I mentioned I watched that video. Man, I felt so uncomfortable for some reason. Him having his son in that video and he just saying, nigga. <laughs> I don't know why I felt so uncomfortable with that. I was just like, man, this is weird. Because like his son was talking at the beginning of that um, video. Mm-hmm. And his son don't you wouldn't have never thought his son was black. Yeah, he, he looked like that a white kid. Partly, <laughs> he said that's why he didn't believe the baby mama at first because yeah. he saw the baby pictures and that was a white baby. <laughs> yeah. So, but, look that that's actually something I think about quite a bit recently because Drake recently posted a family picture, and it was like his mother side of the family. And it was his baby mama and his kid. Yeah, and it was I like seen all that. white people. And Drake fit right in with the white people. He did, man. man. <laughs> you wouldn't have thought he was black. He did. So I'm like, <laughs> why when somebody has a black father and white mother or black other way around, if they're half, one parent is black, one is white, why are they black? Yeah. Like, I've really been thinking about this, man. Yeah. The thing people point to that when they say that, they're like, well, if it was like the 1940s, that they would still be considered black and have to use black restrooms. So so we're using a racist decision on what race is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the standard we're going by for the rest of our life. <laughs> like if you if you mix white and black, you're just black. And can say yeah. nigga without with no regard. To yeah, anything. and it and it get tricky too because you notice whenever it's a white mother and a black father, the kid come out more white. They yeah. they have more white features. I got a brother in law, you know, who's black and he got a white wife, mm-hmm. and the kids look white. <laughs> them kids look so white. Yeah, and um, you know, salute to them. I, I love them to death. But when you got a black mama and a white dad. They come out a little more chocolate. <laughs> so they, they, to me, I understand that part where it's like, okay, a little more, you know, you look African-American. You might be a little light-skinned, but you look African-American. But, yeah, I, they, I never understood that either, man. <laughs> it's like I'm like, thinking you, about it like, more you'll, you'll never say, oh, why, like, why that person don't identify as white? <laughs> like, I know some people, you know, kind of, you know, play both sides to, you know, to their advantage. But like if like Drake in this situation, you wouldn't call that baby, they wouldn't call that baby a white baby. You know, they would say like mixed. <laughs> they would say biracial or mixed. Yeah. Or the other way around, they'll just say black. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Look, if his if nobody knew who he was and he was shopping at Kmart with his wife and son, you would be think, oh, that's a that's a white couple there. My white family. Okay, I see them shopping for the house. You wouldn't think, oh, that's the, the one of the biggest rap black rappers <laughs> ever in history. Yeah. So yeah, man, that, that's something I think about. Like, 
why 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 we talked about Drake culturally appropriating the accents. I mean, the race is kind of culturally appropriated too, if you want to be honest. <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> that picture just blew my mind. I'm like, that's a whole white family, dog. But whatever. Yeah, I, Shout out to yeah, while we talking about we we could just skip past this real quick, but how you <laughs> feel about like logic? So logic technically have a black father. Yeah. He looked white as that same thing with um Mike McDaniel, mm-hmm. the uh the coach for the um the Dolphins. Yeah. He's he got I think he got a black dad. <laughs> but they look so white, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 insane, man. The thing that made Logic corny is like he rapped about the struggles of being black. <laughs> yeah. And that's what really pissed people off. Like at least Drake don't do that. Yeah. He don't rap about racism. Okay. <laughs> Some people want him to, yeah, but he doesn't. Yeah. But Logic rapped like he was like a, a, a black person going through like the same trials and tribulations that every black person does. And I'm like, man, nobody would know unless you told them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's be real, man. But uh, yeah, it, I don't know. It's a strange thing that happens. And the Drake thing is just, I, I've been thinking about that. Like after I saw <laughs> that picture, I'm like, just strange, man. But oh yeah. well. I guess when you got money and make hits, yeah, you do what you want. So, no, uh, for real. <laughs> yeah. Um, we might make this a short podcast this week, man. We already had a special guest on. We'll kind of skim through some other things that happened this week. Any music you listen to this week, Figgy? Um, I, I, I actually forgot music dropped today, man. Yeah, I've been so busy, but I'm looking right now. I see West Side Gun dropped the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see a lot of people excited about that. I think I heard um, people saying this might be his last project. So um, that's interesting. So I, I'll yeah, probably check that. that, that. Promo. Yeah, uh, Offset uh, dropped the album called. Set yeah, it I, off. I did see that. And oh yeah, people. Everybody was complaining about him doing the Bobby interview. He did interviews with black stations and people. Now are they happy? Did anybody yeah. see those? In- I didn't see no clips from those. Circulating. He was on the bre- I think he was on the Breakfast Club. He was on a Breakfast Club. I, I want to say he might have been on Hot 97 too. Yeah. But he was he was doing the, the circuit of interviews with the, the black stations and interviewers. And I didn't see nearly the reposts of any of that. Yeah. That I saw from people talking about the Bobby shit. Yeah. Bobby Altop, whatever her name is. So yeah. <laughs> interesting. Where yeah. I hope Jamel Hill promoted that. She was upset that. <laughs> was she upset over that? She she was upset. She was like, "Why do uh, we let these people interview Offset and, and instead of like a, a journalist from the culture because they could have got a good interview about you know his journey as an artist and blah blah blah." Basically, you could tell she never seen an Offset interview. Yeah, the way she was yeah. And, his interviews are terrible usually. Yeah, yeah. and see. I kind of get, like, I felt that way, too. Like, I kind of get a little offended when, you know, somebody like a Drake do a, who rarely do interviews uh, popped up on this girl, this white chick that we don't even know, and turn her up. And now all of these people, all these rappers going to this girl, and she probably don't give a crap about these rappers. She just, you know, using them for clout. But I do have to admit, that is a different style of an interview. This ain't the typical, yeah. this ain't the typical, hey, so uh, what was the process of making this album? Or tell us where you first started. It, it, it's not that 
typical or even the the, the drama. Like, like I'm sure he don't want to hear about the the uh, Tasha K and the and Cardi B and his wife, all that. St- like that, I gotta give it to that girl. I don't really care about her, that style of interview. I think it's a little bit strange. It's, I don't think it's funny, but it is different. It is a different style of interview, and it do catch on. It do. It, I can see why people do find it funny because that's a different type of humor. But that's a different type of. I, I mean, show me a lot of black people that's doing that type of interview. I'm sure it's some, but the funny Marco was doing it before her, I think, and he, he was actually her one of her first guests. Oh, really? And it was like a super awkward because <laughs> they were both doing the same thing. Yeah. But it was actually, there were some funny clips from it, man. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, I, I understand why he would go to that because that's something totally different. That's not the typical Charlemagne grilling you or, you know, Ebro grilling you and all this other stuff. So I, I get why they go to that, but I do think they should spread a little love to the you know, uh, turn some black people up a little bit, man. Just like that white girl. No, I agree. Um, but I do have to say, Offset looked like he was having a great time in that interview, man. He, was, he looked happier than I ever seen him in an interview situation with that girl. He was also so, he was also on that streamer, dude. What was the streamer, dude? Kay? Kai yeah. Sanat, yeah. He was Kai, on, yeah. He was on there, too. That's a different style of interview. That, that's not the typical mm-hmm. go to the radio station and sit in front of a mic. So, I mean, that, that was bigger. That w- wasn't what I call an interview. He was just hanging with him, and they were just fucking around. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It but was that, still promo. That's still kind of yeah. That's still kind of a press run a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, people always point to you know the Bobby chick, but he also did Kai, the dude mm-hmm. Kai. So Drake he, did too. Yeah. Got, and Joe Budden got mad at that. <laughs> See, yeah, it's just all yeah. People need to understand, man. It's a it's a different type of game out here now, man. Yeah. Like, it's not the same old go to the radio station and all that stuff. Because how much, like, honestly, how what's the payoff for, for artists doing that? Like, especially bigger artists. That's not really doing anything, to be honest. Because how many young people listen to the radio? Or, um, you know, keeping up with radio stations and stuff like that. But a lot of younger people are on Twitch. A lot of yep. people follow these Twitch streamers and stuff like that. A lot of people follow uh, Kai. So it makes sense to try to go on there to get some of those followers. No, 100%. The game has changed, man. And look, there there are some bad fake journalists out there as well who just want the scandalous shit. You know, yeah. even though like the Charlemagne's especially famous for that, intentionally making it uncomfortable for people come up there asking them some bullshit, asking every guest do they eat ass and shit like that. Yeah. You know, stuff like that really sours you on these type of traditional hip-hop interviews, man. You know, I, I like drink champs, but them getting sloppy drunk and just talking crazy for... <laughs> Nori just going on tangents and not understanding what he's talking about gets old after a while. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, man, it's... uh. Uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's unfortunate. It is what the game has changed. Yeah, the game has man. changed, and I think, it's not gonna yeah. go back to people reading the source yeah. for an interview with any artist. What, yeah, what it is, and we talked about that with Hick. Um, how the music game kind of changed, and you kind of got to go with. You got to grow up a little bit. You got to maneuver yeah. a little bit. 
And I think if you want to be a part of that, you got to maneuver a little bit. You can't count on working at WJZP and some some shit and expecting the artists to come up there for an interview. You got to be a little more creative now. <laughs> you got to, you know, break out a PS5 and play the game with them and talk. Mm-hmm. Like, people are interested in that type of stuff. So you got to you gotta kind of change. I'm actually going through that now. Yeah. Like, I'm going through a transition to to be more on the internet and, you know, be more out and about and stuff because me sitting behind here ain't really doing nothing. So I got to be out there more. I got to be on social media more, which I hated at the beginning. But I got to, you know, post more content and all that stuff. Yeah. So otherwise, you're going to get, you're going to be lost in the sauce. No, it's true. It's true. So... Yeah, um, I haven't heard that offset yet, though, man. I don't know how it sounds. Um, I might check it out out of boredom this weekend. But yeah, um, other stuff dropped. I know Mike dropped a new album. Um, oh, yeah, I want to ask you if you ever heard these dudes called Paris, Texas. Paris, Texas, no. Paris, Texas. There, I, I found them on the YouTube algorithm. Um, I think you'll like them, man. They're, uh, they're, rap, they're a group like two people. Uh, but they rap over like hard rock beats and shit, you know, mm, like rock okay. beats with like trap jumps on it. Um, check them out. Check their last album that came out in July. It's called Midair. Midair. Check okay. that out. I think I know you'll like it, man, because you're a rock nigga like me. So I know yeah. I think you're gonna like the vibe. It's good workout music as well. Um, check them out, man. They randomly popped up on my YouTube algorithm. I checked them out. Good music, man. Um, Paris, Texas. Paris, Texas, yeah. Okay. Check out the album Midair that came out in July. Okay. Of oh, this year. It's, it's, it's good, man. I know you'll like it because you like that type of shit too. So yeah. I think you'll be feeling it, man. So check them out. Um, yeah, good, good, good young rappers in the game, man. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Let's talk about some. Oh, yeah. We didn't, we kind of skipped the Astros, Astros and Rangers facing off. Um, I I would just like this to be like the end of it, man. You know, <laughs> I, I, let's die down the 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 trash talk at the Astros win because the little rivalry getting corny at this point. Too. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that because you from you from Houston, so um, are you kind? I mean, I was wondering, are you down with the you know uh, Houston versus Dallas and the, the back and forth, or is it kind of like made up a little bit? I mean, there hasn't been, like, maybe because I didn't follow baseball, but I never saw that. And maybe it probably was mostly because the Astros weren't good for a long time. But I've never experienced the the Texas Rangers and Astros rivalry until just recently. You know, it used to be Cowboys and Texans only. And that was always corny because the Texans never accomplished anything. And the Cowboys at least got championships that I kind of lived through. You know, it was a long time ago, but it wasn't that that long ago. So I, I think in terms of sports, it's getting a little corny. I think it, it's just a little like, okay, man, the Cowboys shit. It, it, the Rangers are basically the Texans barking at the Cowboys, man, at this point. Yeah, like y'all, y'all ain't did shit. Why are y'all talking this trash? I don't know, man. It's but I, I will say I think 
Dallas rap was big in Houston as well, you know? So I don't think it was ever a huge, in terms of like us regular people living our life, we didn't hate Dallas, you know? Okay. Some, some people didn't fuck with it. You know, there was some beef between some people in there. But in general, like, I, I fuck with DSR, man. I fuck with Big Tuck and Tum Tum and all them. I like the Dallas rappers, too. You could say they kind of swagger jacked the H-Town style a little bit. But I like them, man. I thought they were talented and they did good music, too. So I never I never personally felt like a hatred towards Dallas, man, or its yeah. fans. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of people, because, you know, be working for a sports station, you see all the trash talk in the back and forth. It seemed like a lot of people, like the trash talk is going as far as like, oh, our city is better than that city. And our bar, uh, Houston barbecue better than Dallas barbecue. And our freeways are much better. Than, it it, it seems like it's getting so deep and petty a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, because like I'm from Cleveland and the other big city in Ohio is like Cincinnati because they got two professional, uh, big professional teams. And I never look like I don't really care for Cincinnati, the teams and um, the city. I, I've been there a couple times, but nothing really special. It's, it's like a regular city. But um, I never looked at it like Ugh, Cincinnati. Ooh, like who want to go to Cincinnati? Oh, I don't like that. Like I ne- and it was never that deep, man. <laughs> and I just I just never really understood that with the Houston and Dallas thing. Yeah, yeah. Because Dallas is know. a nice city. I went to Dallas. Dallas like, is cool, cool, man. I've been to Dallas yeah. a few times. Like I it would, is... I would move there. Like if I, if I lost my job here and I had to go somewhere else, I would like to stay in Texas. I would consider moving to Dallas or Austin or something like that. It's, it's not like uh Dallas. Ugh, I hate Dallas. I hate the city of Dallas. Like I never felt that way about Dallas. Yeah, um, but then again, I I never lived there. I've only visited a few times. I lived in Austin, and I don't want to live in Austin again, man. Honestly, <laughs> it's too hipsterish. I, it, it's just the energy is just weird, man. I went to UT, and it was just I don't know. It was just weird, man. I felt uncomfortable there. But uh, I do I do have some friends I met that I still talk to over there. But I wouldn't want to live in Austin. It's 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 cool to visit and go to ACL or whatever the fuck that shit's called. But um, it's not ACL. It's uh, South by Southwest. Okay. But um, yeah, man, it's I'm I'm not really fucking with Austin like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's getting a little corny. I think we need to. Well, it's not going to go to anywhere after this. Yeah, Let's it's going to get. It's actually going to amp up. <laughs> so whoever yeah. loses, don't don't let the Rangers win this shit. Ooh-wee. <laughs> that will be their World Series, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could get swept in the real world series. They wouldn't get. We beat that. They we beat took the down Astros. the Astros. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That so, would suck too. It they, would, man. It would be actually pretty bad because we they celebrated with pop champagne over winning the 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 fucking division. So yeah, they got to yeah, put the they, Rangers away. No, man. They, uh, Rangers ain't even win the division. They popped. Yeah, they had they to go through the wild, wild card. card. Yeah. So, um. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about this on stream yet, man. What's going on with your man, uh, Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, dog? How are no? I know you're probably getting tired of people like connecting you to the Browns because you've been here for a while and you cover the Texans, so I'm sure you don't feel like the Browns are really your team. Yeah, but yeah. How like what is the vibe of people you know in Cleveland? 
about this whole Brown situation with Deshaun Watson? So, uh, like, to answer your first part, um, I have n- the only connection I got to the Browns is my family. <laughs> and I know people there, and I honestly want them to have a winner. I want something good to happen there because football was never good in Cleveland for a long time. So I just kind of want them want them to have some good times and have a competitor pretty much, uh, mainly after this uh, this next NFL draft. Yeah. But um, to um, the vibe is, we, I think people kind of, honestly, man, it seemed like a lot of people turning on the shine a little bit, man. Even my dad, I talked to my dad last night, and um, I said the same thing. I'm like, what's going on with your boy? What's up with Deshaun? He like, man, I don't know, man. Like, something seemed weird. I don't know if he got another massage or what, <laughs> but something, something going on. And I think people getting a little frustrated, man, because, you know, um, when he missed that first game, he it kind of came out of nowhere. People were shocked because he played he played that whole last game and um I ain't know he got hurt or anything. And it came out of nowhere that uh he wasn't practicing and then um and then he he wasn't gonna play. And I think the coach, uh Kevin Stefanski, kind of threw him under the bus. He said he was medically cleared, but he decided he couldn't go. So that kind of raised the eyebrow a little bit. And I wasn't really upset with that because the next week was a bye week for them. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, okay, maybe they just decide to throw this game and focus on a long season and he gonna, he got two weeks to rest up and all that stuff. But now it's this week and they play the 49ers, which I think they're going to get smoked. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He still didn't practice this week. And I'm just like, what's going on? So uh, a lot of fans there see this going on that he's not practicing what's going on and this bruise on his uh, shoulder and rotator whatever it is they see that but they also seeing him posting clips (laughs) of his podcast and you know breaking down plays and all this other stuff they you know Deshaun is very active on social media so they see all this stuff and I think people getting frustrated with it they wondering what's going on they, a lot of people talking about he don't seem really interested in football. He focused on other stuff, and it's it's getting a little troubling, man. A lot of a lot of rumors was going around. Somebody somebody brought up a rumor that um, that um, he might have violated team rules because now at this point the team not really giving you anything. Uh, he's not available f- to the media, and you know. And the, I think the crazy part is, too, is um, their tight end, David Njoku, this dude, I think it was the last game they played, this dude tried to light a fire pit in the backyard, pretty much burnt his whole face. And Yeah, I saw that. He played. He played that game, man. He played. And so I thought, <clears throat> I thought it was interesting seeing a lot of reporters and people, you know, post, reposting that picture of his face. Saying like, yeah, a lot of his teammates calling him a warrior and all this stuff for um, sticking it out and playing. And I'm like, damn, they using some interesting words. Like he, you know, he like he gained the locker room and they respect mm-hmm. him so much for, you know, playing after going through this. So I'm like, dang, that seemed like that's kind of a 
a little bit of a stab at the shine a little bit. But um, yeah, man, it's 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 not looking good for them, man. And um, I don't know. I would be surprised if uh, I honestly I wouldn't be surprised if he did do something. And you know, his team trying to cover it up a little bit, trying to say it's like an injury or something like that. Because I I it's hard for me to believe that he was cleared to play, and he felt like he wasn't cleared to play or something like that. So. I don't know if he's hiding something. I don't know if he, they trying to cover up something. But uh, something seemed fishy. And if he did do something, I think, I want to say the Browns got something where they, I don't know if they can void the contract or or what, but I think they got it where he, he could potentially lose something if he did break some type of rules, uh, pertaining like some type of illegal type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um uh, I don't know what's going on, but this looking way worse than I than I could have imagined. The the worst I thought it was going to be was him just not being as good as he was, and they failed to make the playoffs. But it's seeming even worse. I ain't picture him missing three weeks. So it's, it's he's got to demand another trade, man. We've seen yeah, we've seen the, how this works. Where the hell? <laughs> where the hell he gonna go? That's I don't know. True. I don't know where he. I don't know who gonna pick that up. But um, it's looking rough, man. It's it's not looking good, and I don't know, man. I, this is only I, this is only year one out of four. I want to say, yeah. So um, a lot of people looking at him funny now, especially looking at Baker Mayfield balling. So it, it's looking real crazy right now. It's looking it's looking funny in the light. Definitely, man. Um, Troy on Facebook says we need that King of Queens meme. $230 million guaranteed. Three weeks PTO used up by, <laughs> by week six. <laughs> that Kevin James shit, dog. What the fuck did that? Where the fuck did that come from, man? So that I, that I, shit. I asked somebody that because it just, it just came out of nowhere. But I guess apparently they were saying. So, you know, he played Sean Payton in that Sean mm-hmm. Payton movie. And it was saying he was a better coach than the current Sean Payton. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's how that meme kind of took off. <laughs> I saw people posting just like a bunch of random pictures from King of Queens. It just looks funny. Yeah, yeah. But he always had that kind of expression on his face, man. Like, hmm? <laughs> I like that show a lot too, man. I thought it that was, was a funny, funny show. Man. It was funny. <laughs> um, HRW says they about to set up Deshaun like OJ. So wait, the setup in <laughs> OJ was set up in a case that he actually beat <laughs> and or Mel Tucker. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. He, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson was about to buy NBC. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> he got 220 million. He was going to buy NBC. He was about to buy Massage Envy, the, uh, the whole chain yep. of Massage Envy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, with the memory, but that's right. The one he tried to uh, steal back the stuff he owned, and I guess he actually still has now. But uh, yeah, that shit was wild. But hey, <laughs> got away. You got away with worse, man. So you're gonna be a uh, yeah. Okay. Um, hello, Twitter world. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so by yeah, the, man. By, by the way, the Browns have started PJ Walker, the um, Roughnecks yeah, legend. Eight sound Roughnecks legend, the XFL yeah. Houston legend, man. Good for him. Yeah, gonna steal that spot starting spot, man. I hope so. <laughs> But yeah, man, honestly, 
Like, I'm not surprised about this Deshaun Watson thing. You give a dude like him guaranteed money, especially when you have to – like, the Browns just got to eat that shit. I don't know what the fuck yeah. they were thinking, man. They were just I, desperate. I, I, but yeah, it, I was going to say – I. Like, I understand why they did that, man. Look at all the quarterbacks they had over the years. They missed on every single quarterback. And I guess mm-hmm. they thought they missed on – that's probably the most successful quarterback they had. And, you know, they seen somebody like that, and they figured they could, you know, they could get that. So I, I get it. I, I think they Deshaun, – Deshaun and his agent pretty much duped them because he, they created a bid in war. And so they say, hey, we'll come to you if you give us $230 million, uh, guarantee, all guaranteed, fully guaranteed, because I think he originally turned them down. <laughs> so that's when they got desperate, man. They feel like Baker wasn't the guy. Baker wanted to be traded afterwards anyway. And so they got desperate, man. That, look, a team, a, a, a franchise like that that had no success become desperate like that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... I don't, it's just ridiculous looking back. Like, number one, they knew he was going to be suspended. They knew he was a PR nightmare. They can't even put him on, like, fucking commercials and shit, I'll bet. And then they made every league in the fuck, every uh, team in the league mad at them because they gave him historic money and almost fucked up the market. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I don't know. They, they just got to eat that. They got to eat that. We got to win. Look, we need them to lose because we have their first round draft pick next year. So yeah. we need them to bottom out. Hey, PJ Tucker, not PJ Tucker, PJ Walker. <laughs> Who the fuck is the, the rough next nigga? If he, I need him to. Uh, I, I, I would like to see him ball out, but he got to lose, man. Everybody <laughs> got to lose on that team because we need their first yeah. round. Champion. Maybe, maybe ball out and just lose in a close game or something. Yeah, I'm down <laughs> with that. Troy says, if Desmond Ritter don't hold it down this year, maybe Atlanta last chance for. Do you think they would take Deshaun, this version of Deshaun Watson in Atlanta? Uh, I, I don't def- know, definitely not for the money. The Browns going to have to eat that money. Yeah. But um <laughs> I I I think I think Atlanta going to have a chance to uh draft one of the quarterbacks next year. Yeah. So, would you rather draft a quarterback or go with Deshaun Watson who, who look nowhere near the same as he was here? With all the drama and all that stuff too. So, exactly. I, I, I don't see now, it. Number one, you can't put Deshaun Watson in Atlanta, man. Okay. That's worse <laughs> than Cleveland. That's like putting James Harden in Atlanta, dog. Yeah. You can't put Deshaun Watson in Atlanta and expect him to to be focused on football. Okay. You're gonna be hanging out with little baby. <laughs> 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 So yeah, man, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see how things go. Maybe it's just really an injury. Maybe it's mental. I don't know. But yeah, but we'll I, I will say, man, like I, I don't want to call it a blessing in disguise, but for the Houston Texans, man, that worked out perfect, man. I know, I know, yeah. the last three years was bad, but this worked out perfect because I felt like we talked about it last week. I felt like the arrow is way more up than it would have been with Deshaun. Because Deshaun would say, look, he, I I felt like he, it, let's say the Messiah stuff never uh, never happened and he's still here. I f- I felt like the way he played would have eventually held you back a little bit, man. I don't know, I don't know if he would have got you there because look, yeah. he was very flashy, um, highlight reels and all that stuff, 
But he also had some bad plays too. Where it's like, damn, Deshaun, why you ain't throw that way? I feel mm-hmm. way more confident with CJ Stroud. Um, and, and I know, look, CJ Stroud ain't got the team Deshaun had yeah. his whole time when he was here. Even in 2020, that that was probably a, a better roster than what we got now. But it's still early. They still got a chance to rebuild. They still, you know, draft and all that stuff. Free agency. A way better coach, <laughs> a, a better GM. Say what you want about Nick Casario. This is he's a better GM than Bill O'Brien. So I look. I think the future is way brighter than it would have been if Deshaun was here. I mean, at this point, yeah, I think so. Um, look, he, he he has some issues as well. Maybe we're just blind to some of them because we he was so dynamic in some plays, but. I feel good with CJ, man. I think everything right now, looking at it, it, it worked out for the best. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, the the book, nothing's set in stone with anybody yet. So we'll see. But uh, HRW says you're on point, man. Yeah, I agree. That's uh, I think things have worked out for the best. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Now on to serious topics. Um, Figgy, I would like you to make a statement on the Israel and Palestine <laughs> conflict. Okay. <laughs> You have to make a statement because everybody who's famous makes a statement, okay? <laughs> and you will be judged on that statement. So, what is your you, take? I'm, my, <laughs> hey, my take, hey, my take is I want to be like um, Vlad TV and tweet out how uh, how crazy that Drake is a a, a known Jew and um, DJ Khaled is part of the other squad or from wherever. Mm-hmm. And how they're not saying a word. Drake is going around promoting his album and all this other stuff. DJ Khaled trying to sell Jordans, but they're not saying anything about this. And how dare they? How, yeah, how dare they? How dare they? You see, your LeBron chimed in, so we have that. Um, did you see Amari Stoudemire? He got mad at black people. No, I ain't He's see like, that. How, he he because he uh, apparently uh. Uh, he he converted to Judaism, Ju- Judaism, however you say it, Judaism. That's how I call it. But uh, he he is converted to uh, he, he's Jewish now, and he got mad at people for not. He he thinks black people who supported BLM should be supporting Israel, and I don't know. It it's been a hot bed, man. Everybody made the same statement, including LeBron. He got torched for it. <laughs> HRW says the views of Figgy do not necessarily reflect Jim Jim Juice, Ryan Rocket, or his viewers. Yeah, he's the one who said free Palestine, not me, okay? <laughs> hey, my name Bennett, and I ain't in it. <laughs> oh, shout out to my cousin so, Brandon. My uh, Brandon in the building. What's up, man? Hey, what's good, Brandon? Good to see you up in here in the Facebook Bra- Hey, Brandon man. from Bessemer, Alabama, where D'Amico Ryan is, man. He always okay. bring it. Every time I mention D'Amico Ryan's, he always bring that up. He's like, Bessemer on. That's, that, <laughs> that's Bessemer right there. So so I, ca- I, called D'Amico, I called D'Amico my cousin. because That's funny. I feel like everybody <laughs> in Bessemer is related. So, Look, man, if Migos can call people who are not even related to them brother or cousin, then you can too, okay? Yeah. Everybody your cousin now. Everybody your bro, everybody your cousin, everybody your big bro, little bro. It don't matter what the blood says anymore, man. But um, yeah, I just thought it was interesting how every every 
organization put out like the same statement about the Israel-Palestine thing, man. Like everybody did. It's almost like they got a script. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, put this out on social media. Um, some of the comments were crazy, man. Like I, Carolina Panthers said something and the comments were like... <laughs> what, the was it on Twitter? Said, yeah, I think it was on Instagram. Oh, really? They okay. said uh, we we condemned the attacks from the Hamas on the on Israel, and the fans were like, "Our situation is worse than theirs. <laughs> we about to go oh five. <laughs> Won't y'all stand? We getting us a damn win? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> dog. They they were lighting it up, man. So. Yeah, it, it was hilarious. It, this is one of those things you, you can't say anything right on it, man. Yeah, but yeah. The people, for some reason, just have to, you know, like I said, they got a script where they have to put out. Yeah, you know, and it don't matter if all of Twitter gets upset with them and Instagram. They had to do it, man. They they got the uh, they got the 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 marching orders. So yeah, I, I'm interesting how Kanye's been quiet all of a sudden. He been super quiet. Yeah, I, I kind of been enjoying it. How <laughs> you been quiet? Yeah, <laughs> he comes back at the most random times. I used to say he came back to promote albums, but he didn't even do that after a while. He would just not even put out music, go on a rant, go on podcasts, do interviews, and disappear again. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, man. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll try to pull up these damn comments, man. <laughs> oh, you looking on the uh, Panthers? I think it's the Panthers Instagram, yeah. but it was just yeah, funny. I, I could link the tweet. Yeah. But yeah, that shit was too funny, man. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's another those things where it's like, what do you what do you expect celebrities to say, man? What do you yeah. expect? Do you expect them to have some kind of nuanced conversation about this conflict? There was yeah. a time, I, I want to say like, 10, 15 years ago, I actually bought a book about Israel and Palestine because I wanted to know about it. That history know? was wild, man. It is. It is, man. Yeah. But I forgot all about it. <laughs> go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, basically, like, man, it's just not my business, okay? <laughs> That's how I feel about it. It's interesting to read up on, um, but since I'm not there, I really have nothing to say about it, you know? It's one one of those things where I'm just not educated enough. I don't know any of the people involved, you know, in, in terms of people I know from either country. So, yeah, yeah it's it, it. I have nothing to say about it, man. Yeah, you know, I, it's just funny to me how if you're any kind of person who's famous, you're they only allow you to say one thing about it, and that's the one thing we've seen on everybody's social media. So, yeah. very interesting. Yeah, right. yeah, I know that. Like, I t my dad be keeping in touch with all that stuff. So, um, the only thing from what I heard, what I mean, like a lot of stuff. I guess in Palestine, uh, Palestine or whatever the country Palestine, is, Palestine. Yeah, Palestine. Um, I guess a, a a group came in and took over pretty much. So they, uh, so a lot of them moved out or whatever, but they. Pretty much took over. I want to say in the two thousands or the who took over. You got to say it. Uh, is it Haman or Hamas? Okay. Ham Hamas. I guess they took over. Hamas. Yeah. So um, and they they pretty much labeled them a terrorist group. 
And I guess they've been planning this attack for years. So that's why I was just like, dang, it, it looked it looked really rough. So I, I never understood why they want somebody like a sexy red to to get a thought on it. Or I, I like prayers to everybody, man. Like it's is 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 tough for everybody on all sides. Like it, it like, yeah. Like I'm not I'm not sitting here taking one side or the other, but like any way you look, it's kind of like when um like somebody get murdered. And the person, the murderer's family, is like we never talk about the murderer's family because they like it's like I hate to be insensitive, but it's unfortunate for them too because you know maybe they're not like that, maybe they wasn't down for that at all. But um, the other per, you know, the murder, the uh, the person that was murdered is is gone, and now this person is about to be gone. And it it's it's fucked up their whole family. It fucked up all parts of the family. So the best thing I can say is just prayers for everybody, man. Like it's, yeah, it's, I mean it's, the the problem people have is people keep saying like it was unprovoked and it just came out of nowhere. When there has been like documented evidence of like the Israeli Defense Force, the IDF, like abusing citizens and beating them up. And doing stuff like, look, I, like I said, I'm not there. I don't know what's going on, but there's been atrocities on both sides, basically, yeah. from what I understand. But every organization has said this is completely unprovoked on innocent people and blah, blah and you have to support one side. Um, and only one side is right here. And I don't know, man. It's just very, like I said, yeah. when, when everybody says the exact same thing about it or they're scared to say anything different, I'm like, I don't know that that makes a conspiracies theories alarms go off. So I don't know, but it it is just interesting to see um, like LeBron tweet about it. I don't know between his picks on this the pick him over <laughs> doing these fucking. He's, I guess he got like a fan duel deal or something because every mm. week he got to put out a video talking about his football picks. Mm. I'm like LeBron. I don't give a fuck, man. Okay, <laughs> get, get, get shut up and dribble. All right. <laughs> hey, do you feel like? Hey, now uh, I guess going back in time, do you feel like that lady was spitting? Was she uh, ahead of her time? I saw somebody tweet that. Look, <laughs> let's not look, man. That's actually a, one of the funniest lines ever, dog. Uh, shut up and dribble is hilarious, we, but. <laughs> The, the the context in which she used it was wrong because yeah. he was like speaking out about racism and shit. And <laughs> she said, shut up and dribble. But shut up and dribble is actually really funny, man. I'm sorry. That, that's a funny thing to say to a basketball yeah. player. But the, the messaging was just fucked up. But yeah. it is funny. And, and in general, I think number one, that LeBron made that line famous. Yeah, okay. he ran with he it. Made, he blew yeah. that shit up, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think conservatives would have taken that as like their mantra if he didn't blow it up. Yeah. He's like, I will not shut up and dribble because I am more than an athlete. It's like, okay, you can have your views and opinions, but there are some things you are out of your element on talking on, you know? And that includes things like China. That includes things like this situation. Yeah. Like, well, well, I don't need to hear that from a basketball player, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could zoom in on this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. 
So, so what what did the Panthers say on their statement? So um, this is what they say. We stand with the people of Israel. Our thoughts and prayers will be with all those impacted by the senseless and terrible attacks by, um, as HR Hamas. said, Hamas. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm looking at this. Ah, yeah, season over, huh? Listen, Israel doesn't want Frank Wright calling plays either. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I think y'all need to worry more about more winning statements than wins this season. Come on, man. <laughs> oh man, win a game first. Can't stand with winning though. Was curious what the Panthers had to say on this issue. <laughs> Thought it was a we fire Wright post yeah, for man. a second. <laughs> yeah. No, that's wild. Can't stand with winning, though. Dog, that George Bush picture is one of the funniest pictures, by the way. It is. <laughs> Look at his face, Why is he dog. looking like that? <laughs> what, ha- what happened? I wonder what happened. What was this picture that, from? No, that was September 11th. That was sep- oh, really? Yeah. I was about to say told- that, that had to be. I was like, that had to be September 11th. I remember because he was doing like some kind of event where he was reading a book. He was out of school. Yeah. Yeah. He was reading a book and they told him that America was under attack and he just kind of sat there for like 12 minutes and then he got up and left. (laughs) It was very strange, man. But uh, yeah, that picture is hilarious. I never get tired of seeing that picture. (laughs) See, the way he's, the way he's looking in this to me, I don't believe the conspiracies that he was part of it, man. He didn't know shit, man. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it looked like he don't know shit. Look at his face. <laughs> I'm over here like uh, Nia Long on Friday. Is... Look at her face. Look yeah. at his face. <laughs> yeah, it looked like he ain't know nothing. Nah, he didn't. They, they don't involve him on those decisions, man. If, yeah, America if was, there was what? A be made. So yeah, he didn't. <laughs> Come on, man. So yeah, that 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 was just a funny picture, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's win look, the game first. Not nah. stand with the better head coach next time. See, man, y'all can't be serious, man. Dog, like <laughs> <laughs> some people just don't look. They, like I said, they they this was a mandated statement that all these organizations and celebrities had to put out. Yeah, okay? definitely the NFL said, "Hey, y'all need to put y'all need to post this." Yeah, <laughs> they sent that mass email out. Yeah, the owners, everybody. Yeah. Involved said, "Yeah, you got to post that. Put it out. <laughs> See that? That's the one I was talking about. It was Instagram. Said, nigga, we need to stand up for a goddamn win. Our situation is worse than theirs. <laughs> oh man, man, this- that's rough. That's rough. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's the Jimson Juice will be making a statement. Um, <laughs> yeah, we will be making a statement shortly." As soon as the uh, uh, the check clear, I mean, um, as soon as our uh, <laughs> you gonna ask somebody like HR, y'all need to y'all need to clear some more time for us. Yeah, <laughs> y'all need to clear getting on a, doing a podcast every week, <laughs> not taking weeks off. Like, I'm sorry, man. Okay, things happen. All right, but uh, yeah, so that I just think the responses are interesting and, and funny to watch. But I mean, of course, situation like I said, I don't know what's going on there, man. I can't speak on it. So yeah. Nothing else to say about that shit. Um, anything else happened this week that we're missing? 
Uh, oh, did you see the... Um, speak- oh, I- go ahead, go uh, ahead. Oh, no, I was going to bring up, did you see the girl who was uh, finally decided to go on a date and she ate like 49 oysters? I heard about that, but I didn't actually see where it came from. Just saw people arguing about it. Yeah, so apparently, I wish I, I'm gonna try to find the video, but uh, apparently, this girl, um, um, I guess some dude kept begging her to uh, take her out, and so she def- decided to finally go out with this dude and decided to do a, a restaurant review, like a little video st- stuff. And the dude, um, I, th- I guess she ordered like 49 oysters, all type of. St- I guess the bill came up to like 150, and he only had a drink, so I don't even think he ordered food or something. But she ordered all this stuff, and he said he w- uh, about to go to the bathroom and left, <laughs> never came back. That's so she was so she was like dogging him and all this other stuff, uh, but. Yeah, I wish I could find that video, but uh, so they were they were raw oysters. I don't know. A forty nine and anything sound wild to me. Yeah, like no, who can eat forty nine and anything? <laughs> like that's a like a real food. It had to be raw oysters, man. And raw to be fair, raw oysters aren't really filling. But that's still a lot. Forty nine, yeah, and they're expensive too. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, and they can make you sick if you. Yeah, man. So I'm really surprised one person ate that many. Yeah. But that's just crazy, man. Yeah, but that just another twist and turn to a, a date argument. <laughs> yeah, one of those arguments. Oh yeah, uh, uh, new LeBron James lie came through this week as oh, well. Yeah. Did you see this? I did. So Brian Windhorst was on NBA whatever show with fucking Malika and Kendrick Perkins, and apparently LeBron James told him, or somehow he found out that LeBron James was going to quit football after his sophomore year. But then Aaliyah, one of his favorite singers, died in a plane crash. He then decided he wasn't going to live life scared. So LeBron James was going to quit playing football in high school until Aaliyah died, and he realized that life is important, so he played a dangerous contact sport. (laughs) Um, all right. <laughs> LeBron is just funny, man. Yeah. LeBron is just like he might be the most unintentionally funny person to ever live, man. Honestly, everything he says is just funny. Oh, yeah. I knew I knew when I saw who 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 Kobe was facing with the Lakers, I knew he was gonna get <laughs> like 70. <laughs> then he got 70. I'm like, okay, you're gonna get 80. Doug, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, he man. he's that kid. Have you ever been around a kid uh, when you was younger and they they say stuff like, "Oh, I got the new Jays," yeah, but you never see the new Jays, and you press them by, "Oh, it's in the house." And you go you go over there. Oh, it's at my auntie. They just lie just for no reason. Like, dog, why are you lying about that? Like, you ain't got this. You ain't got this video game. But they just be sitting there trying to act cool and lie about little shit like that. That's LeBron James. LeBron was that person. No, like, not even that. He's that old guy who's always, like, just lying about some shit for no reason. Like, oh, man, you know, I was going to invest in Apple back in, like, 1984. But, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I I was almost in that car with Tupac. But, you know, man, (laughs) something told me. (laughs) 
Shit like he, that, dog. He, he's the guy in Coming to America, the barber, the barber in Coming to America. Like, I met Dr. Martin Luther King one time. Yeah. They're like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I did meet Dr. Martin Luther King. <laughs> he's that dude, man. He's that dude for sure. <laughs> but he's just funny, man. Um, HRW asked, did y'all talk Jada Tupac proposal? Yeah, we did with uh, John Hickman earlier. We talked about Jay Smith and Will Smith. Uh, so, But basically, I guess it was unveiled that Tupac had proposed when he was locked up in jail. He proposed to Jada Pinkett, I guess. Which, I mean, we knew they were in love. Like, we knew that Pac loved Jada. Um, I feel like a lot of what she's experiencing is guilt because she played him. Yeah. You know, because she knew he wanted to be with her. But for whatever reason, she didn't want to be with him at the time. Yeah. And now she's looking back like, damn, um, that was the one. You know? Yeah. So, kind of wild, man. She was trying to play bougie and hard to get in the early 90s because she had a lot of clout and fame. Yeah, she was a star. looking back like, damn. Yeah. It's like with Will Smith. <laughs> Only the most famous black actor ever, maybe, but hey, he yeah, Tupac. Yeah, I did want to say this because we had to let Hick go, um, um, John, uh, John Hickman, but um, I, don't, I don't feel bad for Will Smith uh, overall, but I do kind of feel bad that all of this is coming out, and he ain't say a peep. Like you could tell, he he's not really into the going to this show, spilling all the tea, all yeah. the business. I feel bad in that point where he just going out doing his movies. He's staying out the way, and he got to go on a freaking red table talk to to squash some stuff. And look, she said they wasn't together and all that stuff. I believe that. But it was a reason why they that wasn't out there. Like, I don't know if it's like some type of business thing. They want to get a divorce. They just decide it's easier just to, you know, not be together and just move as one. But, like, no, like, a lot of people, like, I I kind of give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit because people are saying, oh, wow, uh, they went together. They were, move, they were both moving as together. Like, 2016, I was in mm-hmm. Cleveland in 2016. And it wasn't a lot of talk of them not being together. They was going around as together. They, shit, they went to the war show together. So they were they were moving as a couple. So um, I think both of them probably said, hey, you know, let's just, you know, this is our brand probably, and let's just move together. And I think the August Alcina stuff got rocky. I think that's... That's where it really, you know, took a turn because now, you know, tube is out the toothpaste at this point. And I think that's where it really started going down because she, she never really stopped after that. That's when she really started picking up. So I think that kind of, you know, um, they probably probably wasn't together, but at this point, all the drama is out there now. And um, I, I, I kind of felt bad for Will Smith in that point because... He he wasn't dealing with all that crap, and she the one going around spreading all this stuff, creating the headlines. So I do kind of feel bad for that uh, for him for that point. But um, as far as the smack him, like them not being together, and he going up there smacking them and saying, you know, keep my wife's name out your mouth. And Jada pretty much said she was shot because she didn't 
he haven't used that. They haven't used those type of terms in a long time. I'm worried about his mental state at that point. Like, what is he going through for him to go up there knowing y'all not together to smack another uh, another man like that? I, I wonder. That's what she said. She that's what she said in the interview. She was worried about his mental state because that was so unlike him. Anything he had ever done. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that really made me worry about him a little bit because it's like, what, what the hell is going on? But she ain't making no bet. She could have, she could have set that straight when that happened at that point. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like they just went on a um, attacking Chris Rock type of thing. So uh, Jada, Jada Pickett, man, is tight, and it's funny seeing women still defending her. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I seen somebody uh, post like, oh, yeah, Will Smith is bisexual, and he was messing around so-and-so, so she gave him... So soon as she come out and try to mess with somebody else, now is... I'm like, come on, man. Like, it's, let's be... Women got to understand. They got to admit that Jada is toxic, man. Yeah. I don't feel bad for Will, though, because, like, he chose to live this fucking facade marriage, man. Okay? I feel like for his brand, he wanted to stay married to Jada Pinkett and was just going to live with all this shit because I think he I think he thinks it helps his profile as an actor, you know, to have a family unit, to do this. But he chose this woman, man. And he chose to stay with her and look like they were still together for years now. And now things are coming out in the open now that his career is fucking ruined, basically. And in terms of ever getting an Oscar again, you know, they don't give a fuck. So might as well spill everything. But but like I said, man, Will is grown. He he he's making his he 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 chose to line his bed. Okay. He chose it. So I don't feel bad for him, man. He could look, celebrity couples divorce every fucking day, man. It just happens. He could have left this situation a long time ago, and we would have been like, okay, it just didn't work. But the, the, it's just worse of the fact that they they faked it for so long, man. Yeah. That's the crazy thing about it. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I blame, I mean, really, they're both to blame. Yeah. More, more so Jada for the public statements. But Will Smith played a part in this too because he chose this man he chose to stay and act like he was still her husband yeah so that's true it is i don't feel bad for him man he he can make his own decisions i mean he's made some terrible ones as far as movies go so maybe that's just his tease <laughs> but yeah man he, he he chose his bed to lay in so i can't feel too bad for him sure but yeah is what up tony we see you on facebook tony man. what's happening man we're actually probably about to wrap up, man. I think we basically hit everything this week. Um, I haven't seen any Rockets preseason games. Are they doing okay? Uh, if you watch Rockets Twitter, man, they're going to win a championship the next <laughs> five years. Jabari going to get a MVP as rookie year? Okay. <laughs> Dog, I was, man, somebody, I seen somebody tweet uh, a picture of him shooting the ball. And it was like, man, this is something like I've never seen. And somebody in the comments was like, he shot the ball. That's all he did. He did something where he just kind of... <laughs> and somebody said, he shot the ball. And then he replied like, oh, uh, if you don't see what I'm seeing, then I can't talk to... Something like that. 
I'm like, man, he literally just dribbled and shot a ball. It's like this song, like we, we never seen. We never seen a batting practice like what Jose Altuve did, man. Okay, <laughs> I've never seen a batting practice oh, yeah. like that. Oh yeah, I, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> People are so dramatic, man. People are so dramatic. HRW said, "This is all Alicia Keys' fault." Will Jada, Bill, and Camille. Wait, what does Alicia Keys have to do with it? Explain yourself. <laughs> Did she? Because uh, she broke up that uh, Swiss Beast marriage. Maybe I don't know. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's just I don't know what to say. It's <laughs> kind of sick of hearing of it. I'm kind of sick of them. Yeah, on press I'm, tours I'm, talking I'm, about their fucked up relationship. Yeah, I'm super close to muting the word Jada. Like I, I, I'm getting, getting that there, type. man. Yeah. Wait, what? Uh, that's an Alicia Keys. Mm. What was that on? Oh, that was uh, that was on Unbreakable. Okay, I don't remember that song. I'm not <laughs> a. We could fight like Ike and Tina, or give back like Bill and Camille. Be rich like Oprah and Stedman, or struggle like Flo and James Evans. How do I not remember any of this shit? See, we could act out like Will and Jada, or like Kim. Kim see, even back then they were getting called out for fucking up. <laughs> we could act out like Will and Jada, or like Kamora and Russell making paper. Yeah, all these all these people broke up. Yeah, I'm about to say that. <laughs> like this song that aged list, like that shit. list don't travel well with time. This 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 song aged like shit. Yeah, Kamora act like, like Bill and Camille, be rich like Oprah and Stedman. <laughs> How many people knew who Stedman was? <laughs> Is Stedman still around? I think so. When's man. the last time people seen Stedman? When's the somebody? Hey, hey, where remember when they said where Magoo? When Rick Ross said where Magoo? Where's Stedman? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Stedman? When's the last time Stedman being seen in public, man? Yeah, I think they still together, to be honest. I maybe this could have been old, but I seen somebody post like you need somebody like um like Oprah's dude, like not married <laughs> and know his place. <laughs> <laughs> All that, I'm like, dang, I'm like, I gotta respect dude, man. They ain't married, he know his place, he he be on the low <laughs> and been around for years. Look, man, they signed a long-term contract, okay? They have a lifetime contract where they do random public appearances and they cuffed up. Uh, Tony Scott said, how do I get notified for a show so I can be on time? Well, you could like and subscribe on YouTube for one. Yeah, subscribe on YouTube. And hit that little bell for notifications when we go live. Hit that bell in the corner. Yeah, smash that like button, guys, okay? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I see. I was watching the YouTube the other day, and this girl's like, "Yeah, make sure you guys hug that like button, hug the subscribe." <laughs> yeah, they button. always try to mix it up. I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> hug make sure up. you like and subscribe, guys. Make yep. sure you comment below. That's a, that's the funniest thing when they ask a question. When you see an essay on like the fucking uh, '93 Oilers and Bills game, what do you think the worst NFL? comeback was of all time. Let me know in the comments below. <laughs> like, like they gonna read it and talk about it. Let me know in the comments below. Don't forget to like and subscribe as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, um, Stedman, st- I guess he's still with Oprah according to Wikipedia. Yeah. I mean, that that was long suspected to be her beard. So, I, I don't know if that's what, like, are they really together, man? 
I don't know. Hey, hey, he playing. He playing his part. <laughs> That's all I said. Since eighty, you, you don't ever hear from a man hey, since eighty six. <laughs> When's the last time he did something? I'm looking at his Wikipedia. He made a. He wrote a book called Identity Identity Leadership. To lead others, you must first lead yourself. That was 2019. Yeah, I mean, you've been getting led by Oprah for 20 some years since but... 80 before I was born. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah, 72 years old, man. Yeah. Damn, how old is Oprah? Yeah, I was about to say, damn, he up there. He up there with Dusty. Hey, that was uh, this is a, uh, this is um grooming. Oprah's 69, Stedman 72. <laughs> That's a little bit too ain't big of a discrepancy. Ain't nobody talking okay? about that. Yeah, ain't nobody talking. Damn, he's six seven. <laughs> <laughs> too bad they ain't have no damn kids. Can you imagine Oprah's son in the NBA? Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, that should be crazy. Man, people will be holding him for hostage. <laughs> oh, definitely, man. He get kidnapped easily. So yeah. Uh, let's see Arian Foster on the golf course. <laughs> Just randomly looking through Twitter for shit. Um, Kanye West reportedly shopping new album with Ty Dolla Sign to distributors. Was expected to drop today. Now expected in coming weeks. Mm. Yeah, I did see. We didn't I talk did. about it. Uh, I guess yeah. a con, a, a, some new shit from Kanye leaked, or some old shit that never got put out. Um, I didn't listen to it. Because I'm not big on leaks like that, really, unless it's like Playboy Cardi shit or something. But uh, um, yeah, apparently he's working on some new music, maybe. I don't know. Supposedly, reportedly, maybe, possibly. Are, are you a Ty Dolla Sign fan? No. Okay. I, I like I like a couple songs is I I just people praise him so much, like he just so legendary. I I never really understood, man. Yeah, um, no, we had uh, Jules say that he was the uh, oh, Nate dog of this generation. I forgot about remember? that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I never forgot that. That's the one thing I remember about Ty Dolla Sign that somebody said. He's the Nate dog of our generation. <laughs> like, okay. HIW said Oprah ain't going out like Holly Berry. Yeah, with <laughs> and a bunch of dudes alimony. Oh, yeah, ain't yeah I ain't think about uh, Yeah, or uh, Mary J. Blige. <laughs> yep, she got one dude that she... Kept locked she, in a cage somewhere. She pissed too, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll bet. She kept getting married so many times. <laughs> um, Shit, that might about do it. I think we done covered everything pretty much this week. Yep. Astros um, playing this week. Yeah. When is, when is the game? Uh, I want to say Sunday. First it is Sunday at 7.15. 7.15. So, yeah. Texas yeah. Showdown, finally. Yeah. For all the marbles. Go Astros. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Put them I, in their place. Yeah. Honestly, man, I hope no, 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 I, I really hope they win another one. I'm I'm tired of all these people complaining about Dusty Baker, man. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man. They get I seen a couple of people say they hope they lose the um Minnesota series so Dusky uh, Dusty can be gone. I'm like, come on, man. Like, dog, he is not that bad, man. <laughs> They don't. When they win, it's in spite of him. When, it's all on Dusty. See, it's never, it's never. When they lose, it's all his fault. When they win, it's because yeah. he mistakenly, accidentally won the game. 
Yeah. <laughs> if the players pulled it out, not yeah. him. It's all on Dusty. <laughs> Dusty. Yeah. Dusty. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. Yeah, it's getting annoying, man. Yeah, but what, this is what happens when you're a spoiled fan base, okay? These things, these things start to happen, and you just complain about every single thing. Like, yeah. look, we a few weeks ago we didn't think this team would make the playoffs, man. Okay, yeah. remember that shit. All right, we did not yeah. think they were going to make the playoffs. We it was looking bleak, but they won. Now despite, they're in the ALCS, despite the dusty. Yeah, <laughs> despite the dusty. <laughs> <laughs> they could have they could have made it this far with that roster without a uh, without a manager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nah, yeah. <laughs> man, shout out to Dusty Baker, man. People yeah. ain't giving it, my man. I no feel like credit. Ron Hughley's trying to. He, he's one one of the only pro Dusty. He's leading the pro Dusty charge, yeah. man. He's getting sick of this shit. I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ron too. Like, look, man. I I understand Dusty made some weird decisions, and you know he can kind of be like that old man, <laughs> a little frustrating old man, but. Oh, like this roster is not that good, man. Like one one person in the lineup ain't gonna determine the whole damn season. <laughs> so look, man, now, look, everybody else got to step up too. <laughs> so you like a baseball game, you can't blame one person being in the lineup as to why they didn't win. <laughs> That's yeah. baseball a whole. It's a whole team effort. So. Man, shout out to Dusty, man, because this team, like, this team is probably one of the wor worst teams during this Astros stretch. Like, this this team is not, it is not like the other teams in the past, in the past seven years, I would say. So, yeah, salute to him, man. If he gets to a World Series, that's way better than anybody with a pitcher. Yeah, look, like I said, they were counted out, man, so... Yeah, like if they win a World Series, it's because you know, in spite of Dusty, they <laughs> overcame the, the the Rangers and in the World Series, whoever they face. Plus, they overcame Dusty. That's like beating three teams, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah man. if they it, if they know, if they yeah. win if they win it all, is this a dynasty? Like people getting real picky about the word dynasty, man. So if we're going by. A dynasty can only be if you won three championships back to back to back or whatever. That would mean like only the Bulls are champions. I, yeah. I don't think the Patriots ever won more than back to back. Yeah, no, they call no. them a dynasty. The Spurs, I don't think they ever won back to back. Period. But they won a bunch over like they 10 won like years. five or something. Yeah, in a stretch. Yeah. So I would I would consider it like look, they're the most dominant team in baseball in the past like since 2017, man. Yeah. Okay, without a doubt. They've so, been the team to beat the whole time. Yeah. So, yeah, I would consider it a dynasty. But, I mean, everybody picky about the fucking word dynasty. I don't care about it anymore. Yeah. It's now, an I, annoying debate at this point. Yeah, no. Nah, I do think if they get another championship this year, to me, seven AFC champions, uh, seven-time AFC, ALCS champions, three World Series, like even if you don't want to count the other one, the uh, the 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 scan the cheat scan the one, dog mm -hmm. uh, they made it every single year and nobody. Uh, that's good, man. What other baseball as the team most did hated that? team in the league after the cheating scandal? Yes, too. yes. What other team? And they're not the Yankees where they could just buy everybody out and you know mm -hmm. get the best people just put them all together. Nah, this is pretty much the same roster <laughs> uh, throughout the whole time, man. 
And and they did it like that. I don't know, like what other team, even the Yankees, like maybe the Yankees in the nineties. Mm-hmm. But even that, man, I, I just felt like the Astros was always the team to beat. And this year, man, this probably a rough they they're not the most talented roster. And if they can pull this off, man, I think without a doubt, man. This ain't just a whole bunch of talented uh or high end free a- free agents on one team like the Yankees yeah. or the Dodgers. So, uh, I, uh, this definitely would be. No, definitely. The people don't, aren't going to want to give them that just because who they are and the cheating thing. So, whatever. I don't care about what yeah. people think about the Astros I, I do think. I do as long think, as they keep winning. I do think years and years later, those same people going to be like, man, I couldn't stand them Astros, mm-hmm. but man, they were good. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I've never seen a team like that. I, I hated yeah. them. You know, kind of how people look at the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Like we look at the Patriots as you know cheaters and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and Spygate and the Flake all that all that shit, but years later we are gonna be like man that was <laughs> that team was crazy. We gonna be telling our grandkids yep. like man that team was crazy. Yep, yep. Nah, they won't they won't get their true love until they're gone, man. Like everything in this world, but. HRW says if we can get three, I'm good for a while. Otherwise, we're the '90s Braves and Bills. Oh, I and, wouldn't say '90s Braves, yeah, I, I man. Would, yeah, '90s. Hey, did you did you know they what? I want to say they won like their um, championship. I want to say they. I forgot what it was. I forgot what the stat was. I think they went to nine, eight NLCS straight, like nine straight in the '90s. Mm-hmm. And only got one World Series. And fortunately, that yeah. World Series against... that, That's not the Astros, man. That's not yeah. the Astros. Yeah, that was a Come loaded on. team, too. And the one they did get was against my <laughs> Cleveland Indians, mm-hmm. which hurts. But, um, yeah, it, they are definitely not that, even if they don't get to the World Series this year. I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> the yeah. Bills, yes. the Bills, the, I don't think the Bills won anything. They, no. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't even say that. But at least they got the two, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't go that far, man. I, I remember, I think it was like after the Astros won or about to win one. I think it was Mike Meltzer who asked, like, if the Astros only get one, would this team be a failure? Because, you know, we, we would think it, they, they, with the talent that they would get more than that. I think that was settled with the second one, man. Okay. Yeah, it was a clean championship too, so there's no bullshit behind it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could get one more. We need one more with the squad, man. Yeah, so I agree. I go agree. Astros, man. Hope they pull it out. Um, we'll just see how shit goes, man. You know how it is. Um, I think that might about do it for this edition of the podcast, man. I want to thank our special guest, John Hickman. Catch him on uh Texans pod. What's it? What is it? Locked on Texans. That's Locked right. on Texans. Locked yes. on Texans podcast. Shout out to Cody Davis too. Doing this. Yes, thing. great podcast for Texans news and all that. Uh, make shout out to everybody who joined us on the in the comments section. HRW, Tony Scott, Brandon Jones, your cousin, uh, Troy on Facebook, Mad Juan Kenneth, Dre Eagles, who is black. You want to call? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Liberty Twitcher. Everybody who came in, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And until next time, peace.